Hi, I'm Ray. And I'm Saren. We're your Spider Baby hosts from To Know Her Is To Fear Her, a Spider Woman podcast, as well as proud members of The Collective. You're listening to Last Sons of Krypton, a Superman podcast. Sit back and enjoy. Hello and welcome to Last Sons of Krypton. I'm Connor from the House of L. And I'm Ray from the House of Zod. And Adam. <laughs> <laughs> just me. Yeah, just Adam. No particular house. Uh, got kicked out of House yeah. Olsen. You guys kind of took, took the best ones. <laughs> I could be, I don't know. Are? Yeah, I don't house. know. They all get pretty obscure after the big two. (laughs) Yeah. So, we're here uh, for something that we've been trying to figure out how to do for a long time and finally just figured out how to do it. Uh, Grant Morrison's Action Comics run. We will be covering the first six issues today. uh, Part one of our series. I'm not sure how many parts this is going to go for. We're just going to kind of play it by ear. See what happens. Um, but yeah, uh, really exciting. Also, another announcement, uh, there's, there's a new series called Superman the Space Age coming out. Uh, we'll be covering that, uh, in the future because it looks cool. In the year 3000. Does it, yeah? Yeah. So it's the guy who did, uh, well, uh, Imperius Lex, right? Mm-hmm. Mark Russell, yes. Okay. So I I didn't actually know that he created um uh having a mind blank wait did he create it? I'm pretty sure he did uh anyway that'll be exciting if it comes back <laughs> to me it will okay I mean he's known for like Flintstones but he didn't yeah. create the Flintstones. No, uh, no, no, Second Coming is really good. Second Coming would be an interesting thing to t- talk about. Okay. Uh, yeah, he's, he's definitely like, I remember from our talks from Imperious Lex, it's more like I'm a big fan of his, and you guys are like, who's this guy? But he's <laughs> he's a he's an awesome choice for Superman, I think. Um, Mike Allred on art. Yes, Mike oh, Allred was the guy incredible. I was Yeah, he's great. I like him. Uh, he, oh, Mike Allred, yeah, creator of Madman. Yeah, he, yeah, I really, really dug that Madman Superman crossover. Uh, yes. Yeah, so that'll be fun. I like the premise. It, it's an incredible team. It, it, no matter what the premise is, it, it seems like a, it's a, it's an all-star team. It very much does seem like another all-star Superman, sort of. In that it's it oh, feels wow. very silver agey, but it's like more just like pop focused and and just kind of getting down to what the character is about. It seems like so I'm really yeah. excited for it. Yeah, I'm yeah I am too. That that'll be good. So yeah, we'll be doing that yes. in the future. Uh, Superman and Lois has been on break, so I don't have to go on about that this week. Um, <laughs> Ed, <laughs> have you been enjoying it, Adam? Have you been? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's become 
I, after watching it, I, I keep feeling like I wish this show was 20 minutes. Well, you know, like it, it, it's, it can feel like a, a chore sometimes, you know, cause I have yeah. a, I have a young kid mm-hmm. and another on the way and it's like, it, the show feels like chewing through a lot of gristle to get some like really good meat, you know? Mm, yeah. 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 There's bright po- spots for sure, but it is, there's a uh, lot of stuff to drag. Cut. Huh? Yeah. 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 Scrap, scrap the Wang family completely, please. Yeah. yeah. It's nothing to do with anything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, um, anyway, so yeah, the Superman and Lowell season two, everyone I've talked to is not as big on it as they were before, which is a shame. Right. But, uh, I did enjoy the most recent episode, funnily enough. So hopefully I'll continue. Yeah, I, I haven't even gotten to it yet because it's just like, when do I, it's hard to sacrifice an hour for it, you know? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's uh, quite telling. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Listeners, if you do love the show, fear not. Um, you know, I'm, I'm sure there are a lot of fans. You know, oh, yeah. There's, uh, there's, there's so much stuff, stuff to like about it. Yeah. 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 Oh. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> um, there, yeah. So I mean, there, there's heaps of. I'm pretty sure there's a podcast for it out there, maybe even two. So mm-hmm. you know, but people who listen to this are used to us, you know, being like middle of the road on it. So, um, but something else. Uh, the thing we're here for. The worst segue ever. <laughs> uh, so. <laughs> Grant Morrison's U52 Action Comics. Uh, yeah, so this is a run that I've talked about a lot. It's a bit of a thing, you know, give us a dollar every time you hear me say Grant Morrison's Action Comics. <laughs> um, and it's a weird thing because it's the start of New 52 Superman, but it's also kind of become like its own thing as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, which I'm down for, you know. Yes. Uh, like for me, this for me in my from my weird headcanon, this exists in both sort of the Morrison also continuity, but also the New Fifty Two continuity. Yeah, this is kind of works for both. Um, and huge credit, I, I think that's a huge strength of it. Is it? It seems to be the thing from the New Fifty Two that feels like it's going to be timeless. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, even reading this now, uh, I mean, I guess it's not exactly timeless, but it's an indication it's aged well, is I think this Superman we get in these first few issues is something that people would really respond to. Mm-hmm. Uh, people have this, you know, this Superman's not a Boy Scout. Uh, he's, you know, uh, he's standing up for the underdog, and he is the underdog, really. And I think that's something a lot of people would think is cool, uh, especially with everything happening right now. Um, yep. So I thought I thought that was interesting. Like I think I think it's more relevant now than it was when it came out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and by that I mean these first few. I'm specifically talking about these first four issues that we're talking about today. We're talking about six, but the first four are very uh, golden age Superman. Uh, right. Yes. You know. So he's he's jumping. He's uh, a lot less powerful. 
you know, he's getting hit by mortars and stuff and it's hurting and he's all about, you know, fighting corruption and injustice. You know, we haven't, uh, we start transitioning to sci-fi and then that'll, the, the Brainiac arc sort of turns it into, you know, silver and bronze age, but we really mm-hmm. start in the grounded kind of, uh, action comics, like back in the day. I mean, uh, Morrison even said like, these, especially the first two issues are very wham, bam, zoom, just full of action, you know, cause mm-hmm. he wanted to. Yes. Actually utilize the name action comics. He wanted to make it action packed, uh, at the start. So. Yeah, it's, it's a, a throwback, kind of. Yeah, I've heard from, uh, that's also how it was in the original action comics, is there's very rarely a, a panel of Superman standing still. It's usually yeah, that kind right. of, like, running pose in the air that they recreate on the cover of number one, you know? Yeah. That was very intentional, that he's very on the move all the time. Yeah. And uh it's going to be interesting to talk about, especially with Ray and other people, because this this is a really a run that, uh, you can't really, it's like also where you can just kind of divide it into chunks, right? Mm-hmm. Because it all fits together. It's all a really holistic piece. Yeah. Uh, even, even like this golden age stuff, which seems unrelated to the later stuff, it's all connected. So it'll be interesting going through it, uh, with some of us knowing what's happening throughout the whole run and with, you know, people sort of just reading an issue by issue for the first time. Mm-hmm. If that makes any sense. Yeah. Uh, there's going to be a lot of, like, weird, hard-to-describe fumbling for words in this series. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's... On on the scale of, like, Morrison being an intimidating writer, uh, you know, there, there's a range. Like, yeah. I'd say, mm-hmm. you know, if you ever read Joe the Barbarian, that's a really... That's no more confusing than Narnia or, like, any other mm-hmm. story where a little boy goes on an adventure. Yeah. yeah, but then there's like the, you know, ten on the scale is the Invisibles or the film. Yeah, mm-hmm. and yeah. this I I do see at least the first arc, uh, or the first kind of section that you'd see him versus Brainiac, him being introduced in Metropolis. It's on the lower end of the Morrison spectrum. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's really and straightforward. Then yes, by issue seventeen, eighteen, it gets a little much higher. Okay. So it's going to be very interesting for Ray in particular, how he's going yeah. to... Is, is it going to be a challenge? Yeah. Yeah, um, it will be interesting, I, I must say, because, like, you know, I'm glad that you kind of raise it now. Um, certainly, I found, I mean, we'll, we'll get into it, the first four issues, like, very straight, like, very kind of yeah, okay. stand, standard. Um, so, yeah, it, um, yeah, I mean, nothing inaccessible at all. Uh, it, it blips a little um, towards um, five and six, which I, I really did, do enjoy. But as you're saying, like 17, 18 or whatever, yeah, that would be interesting to, to read. Yeah. Yeah. It's so, going to be an interesting experiment to see if, like, yeah. not, not that you're an, a new comic book reader, Ray, <laughs> but it's like, is this something I would give to mm, yeah. uh, someone who's never read any Superman yeah, and would they be like? Would they come out of it thinking this is awesome, or would they come out of it thinking like, "Oh, Morrison's a little much for me"? <laughs> okay, it's okay. It's funny because I think this first, like in terms of the way Superman's betrayed, and especially the way he progresses, he starts out 
in the t-shirt and jeans look, and then he gets a mm-hmm. suit that he gets super powerful, as we all know. I think it's kind of like the perfect arc for yes. setting up Superman. Mm-hmm. But the you get all this weird stuff with it, so it's like uh, it's it's perfect for first exposure to Superman because you get so much of his history without having to read comics from the 30s, right? Mm. Yes, and it's it's really well done as well. Like it's it's not just ooh throwback means good. It's like genuinely well written and well updated. Um, but yeah, then you get all this weird stuff. Like I've seen angry reviews about like. You know, what the hell is like a fifth el- dimensional elf or whatever? <laughs> um, you know, so. That's a bit of a spoiler, but yeah. Oh, it's uh, <laughs> Yeah, sorry, Ray. Uh, 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 it sounds a very modern Superman villain shows up at some point. Okay. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> but yeah. Um, so what we're going to do, Ray and Adam are both going to, after we fly off, Ray and Adam are both going to do a little summary and then we're just going to dive right into it yeah yeah so how do we yeah how do we do i didn't realize adam you were gonna do i've got i've got a little something i got a little intro i, I can go okay. first if you don't mind okay yeah for sure absolutely i i put the hammer down i demand ray go first or i quit the no. oh really yes sir <laughs> <laughs> okay well this is so this is for the first six issues right so i've tried to you know, it doesn't capture everything, of course, because otherwise it will just be me reading yeah, we, for the next half hour. But yeah, we're doing uh, this for fun. We don't want you to have to write like a page, you know. No, no, um, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but I tried to capture everything, so you know, just be wary that there, there may be holes. <laughs> anyway, that's fine. Yeah. So here we go. Um, this is for the first six issues. Um, well, we got to we got to fly to Metropolis. Oh first, yeah, of course, we? of course we do. Yeah, 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 yeah absolutely. Gosh. Let's fire to the futuristic metropolis of Ooh. 2011. Up, 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 up and away. Superman's brand of justice is on display when he corners Mr. Glenn Morgan and pressures him into making a confession. The authorities are suspicious of Superman and try to contain him, all proving fruitless. Elsewhere, Sam Lane and Lex Luthor discuss the mounting problem of the Kryptonian and Luthor has agreed to capture the alien for the military. Extreme goals call for extreme measures and a bullet train rigged to explode ensures Superman is a victim of his own heroism. Captured by the military with the help of Luthor, Superman is experimented on and tortured with the hope that his unique powers can be better understood. Luther questions Superman before he breaks free and discovers the military also has his escape pod, the pod by which he arrived to Earth. Elsewhere, the metal zero armor made as a contingency for Superman is activated, and in other parts, Luther is seen in discussion with a mysterious otherworldly being. Uh, amongst a recap of, of Krypton's destruction, the authorities come closer to finding Superman via Clark Kent, whose landlord incidentally appears to know his secret. Superman is unpopular as ever with the public and it soon appears also that robots and other technology are seemingly controlled by another force. This includes the Metal Zero armor that sees John lose control of the, um, uh, by the colony of the Collector, an alien race that now seeks out Superman. 
With technology on the rampage, Superman steps in and soon finds him face-to-face with the voice of the colony. A titanic battle ensues before John Irons also steps in as Steel. Uh, It's soon discovered that Lois, Lex and some others have disappeared, collected and bottled by an alien being. Superman can still hear them and as a large crater smokes in the city, Superman is determined to get them back. A unique perspective from the escape pod reveals more of the final moments on Krypton as Kal-El is jettisoned and eventually found by Martha and Jonathan Kent. The pod recounts the recent events with the collector that heralds in a new era of Superman five years into the future and eventual theft of the Kryptonite engine by the anti-Superman army. Along with the help of the Legion of Superheroes, um, future Superman tracks the lost Kryptonite engine before encountering one of the thieves, Drakken. Saturn Girl discovers the location of the Kryptonite in his memory before they manage to subdue the shape-shifting Doctor. The Legion travel within the brain of Superman in a time bubble in order to reach the Tesseract space within a hollow lead bullet and go back to the past-present to retrieve the Kryptonite as well as relieve the pressure in Superman's brain. The Legion face the K-Men before the Kryptonite is dispersed, leaving Superman reeling from the exposed Kryptonite within his brain. Superman restores the Kryptonite engine and, with the help of the pod, defeats Draken, who attacks his weakened state. The Legion successfully return, having completed their mission, allowing Superman to restore and revive. Wow. So there you go. Pretty good. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, well, there's a lot of detail. Um, Yeah, I mean... That's great, yeah. Yeah. Great job. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Um, But yeah, Adam as well, you have... I'll just, I'll, I mean, you did so good. I'll just start with, I'll just say this quote that I, I found. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is from, you know, 2011, Morrison, you know, promoting his new project of action comics. I just thought it was kind of notable. Uh, <clears throat> what we wanted to do here is recreate that first ever superhero, Superman, out of our greatest ever ideal of a human species. To recreate that guy for the 21st century and to do something that's a little bit new and a, a take, uh, a new take, a new look at something that people have big preconceptions about. To change some of the basics, to reintroduce some familiar faces in unfamiliar ways and to refresh some ideas that have become so well known that people think they have it all figured out. We want to introduce a take on Superman that's going to be so different that nobody can expect what's going to happen next. So, I kind of thought it interesting that when trying to find uh, words for Morrison himself, like mm-hmm. talking about Action Comics number one and everything, they never seemed to mention, oh, I wanted to go back to the Golden Age. It's kind of very much more we're doing something completely different. So it's a little bit, I think, the same way that people say All-Stars, all Silver Age. Uh, Action Comics is very much like, yes, it's undeniably a lot of Golden Age stuff in there, but they do draw from everything. Mm -hmm. And I don't think the intent was ever to be nostalgic about the Golden Age. It's a very like anti-nostalgic book, right? It's it's very much mm. like getting the spirit of Golden Age Superman. Yeah, and trying to 
yeah, you love right um, without put a spin without on it. any yeah thirties yeah, yeah. vibes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have I do have a quote here where he's talking about the golden age uh, because this is an interview I saved because it is not available online anymore. Mm-hmm. Oh, please. Um, so uh, it's from Nizarama. They got rid of the interview, but my friend managed to save it for me. Uh, he says it's interesting that you compare it to Gotham a bit. Uh, he's talking about Metropolis because there's quite a bit of reaction to this idea that Superman is willing to break the law. I think because Superman is so established as the good guy that it's strange to think of him as being odds with the authorities. But I assume he's got a motivation for what he's doing. Question mark. And Morrison goes, uh, always Superman stands for justice, not necessarily for the law. And I think that's what makes this guy different. But as you know, I'm only taking that aspect of it from the original 1938 version, which was the original Superman. He was very much, you know, those stories are set in a pretty convincing real life world. And Superman was dealing with corruption and the law and cops and then Congress as much as he was dealing with just street crime and day to day violence. Then he talks about a bit more how he was always like this at the start. And, um, uh, he says, so we're bringing him, we're taking him back to the thirties when people did have that doubt. And a lot of people were losing their jobs and losing their livelihood. And a lot of people were realizing that corruption was high in high places. I think we're at that time again, a very cynical, very doubting time. Superman's more the hero for that than he was for say the patriotic hero of the forties or the domestic dad hero that he was in the fifties. Mm. Yeah. Um, he talks about it a bit. Yeah. But I do agree though. It's not, like it's not just pure golden age. Um, oh yeah, <clears throat> and and I I think too, if you've heard, uh, the take on on Batman too, and it's it's well known that they they write as in everything is in continuity. Yeah, and the way they approach it is, well, this era was they were acting differently because it was in a different point of their lives. So. You know, he's. I think he's famously explained with Batman, like, well, he was dark in the beginning, and then when he got Robin, he lightened up a bit, and then in the '60s, where it was getting all wacky, that's when he was huffing fear gas. <laughs> so I, I think it very likely that the logic is when the Golden Age was very kind of a, a for lack of a better term, like meaner. Kind of more brash Superman, more threatening to people. Yeah, he was he was a kid. He was eighteen and just kind of figuring this out. But he was also very uh, he was like a teenager. He was very he wanted to go to extreme measures to change things. Yeah, yeah, totally. And yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, Morrison definitely does do that. Like he writes the Golden Age Superman's perfect for a young man. Superman. Yes. You know, because that's, that's the sort of mindset where, like, you're a crusader, not a, a mediator or a diplomat. Yes. You know, um, which is very much this Superman here. Uh, he, you know, he's risen, he does exposés, he even talks about how he throws a wife beater into the river and breaks his ribs, which, like, I think uh, lets you know where it's, like, a bit questionable, like, oh, I think he's going a bit too far in places. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that was deliberate because this is a brash Superman that, uh, you know, has yet to fully grow into what we know, um, mm-hmm. which is one of the I love how he's using the history of the character to inspire his personality as well. I think that's really cool. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. There's a, a quote 
in the first page that's uh rats rats with money and rats with guns yeah. i'm your worst yeah. nightmare and i think it, it threw a lot of people off because it, it felt like very much a what the hell this isn't superman this guy this that's more of a batman line it's a super really. yeah. super cold open like he even yes. has glowing red eyes like this is like uh, this is going to scare you away or turn you off if you're like a really, you know, uh, post-crisis diehard, whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but the thing is, it, every time he said something like that, you know, it's not my preferred Superman, but I would think back, like, would this be out of character if I read it in a 30s comic or 40s comic? And the answer is always, no, it wouldn't be. Yeah, the difference is he'd be smiling and juggling them as he said it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not always. Not not. He, he's been pretty mean. Like, uh, yeah. Mm. I I have a page here from uh, a Golden Age issue that I just I just happened to read the other day. It was like, when this plane lands, you won't make a pretty sight. Confess <laughs> your crimes, and I won't release you. And this that's very much like what happens here in this first yeah. issue. Totally. Yeah. I thought, like, anyway, like, the New 52 was meant to be a shake-up. And, like, so when I read yes. it and you have yeah. these differences in Superman's character, I kind of, like, just took it on board. Um, mm. I mean, it, obviously, as you're saying, it, it is a marked difference from his usual behaviour. But, like, yeah, I mean, I just kind of, like, okay, this is the New 52. And, mind you, I haven't read, like, any, I don't think, much New 52. But my understanding is that it just it just changes the character, you know. Um, so, yeah, I mean... Uh, yeah, I mean, I found it quite, yeah, quite cool mm. that he, he he was the way he was. <laughs> but yeah, yeah but yeah. I I guess I I didn't have that kind of um, reaction. No, just like that uh, reaction of like, oh, this is not Superman, or you know, yeah. it was just yeah. I mean, mm. you've also had the advantage of reading some Golden Age as well, or just knowing about it. You know, mm. yeah. like a lot of people who read this might not know that Superman used to be. Not like he's not a Boy Scout here, like flat out. Yes, yeah. It's, yeah. Um, it's not as changed as one might think. Yeah, it's just a, yeah. It's just, it's just it's a bit of a different flavor. Yeah. Uh, did you guys ever read Superman number one, the first Golden yeah. Age issue? Did, I know yeah. that's a yeah. favorite of did, yours, yeah. Connor. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. That is like uh, another example. I think I think it's that issue where he does like drop a a rich person or a senator from a building. Yeah. Yes, that's right. My Doesn't favorite. He... Yeah. Uh, sorry, go on. Oh, no, is is that the one as well, Connor, where he um, beats up on a guy like who, like a, a domestic abuser or something? Yeah, yeah, which yeah, is yeah, referenced yeah. in this yeah. first issue. Um, lots of references, even the giant smoothable cake uh, that they cooked Superboy. If you remember that, Ray, where the smoothable oh. cooked in the big cake in the Silver Age? Oh, okay. I didn't, didn't yeah, they, pick up that they reference. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. No. Um. Yeah, it's good. Like, I, I never had a problem with this run. I guess because I knew about that stuff. Uh, I think a lot of people, you know, because, uh, it's like what Morrison says. He's like, you know, we're bringing in this Superman that people think they know everything about the character. It's like, oh well, here's this dude that has been around. You know, he just hasn't been yeah. around recently. Um, and, you know, this is actually, technically, this is still canon, because uh, New 52 Superman merged with Rebirth Superman, so it's in this oh, really weird spot where, yeah, there's 
all these continuities that are active, which is fine for me because it means I can pick and choose what I like, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, yeah. But, I mean, also as well, I mean, again, just, just on that other fact, you know, we'll, mm. we'll close out that fact. I mean, visually, he's got the genes, so visually yeah. he's immediately just different. Um, yeah, what, what do you think of, uh, of the outfit? Let's talk about the costume. Yeah, no, I, I don't mind. Uh, it's, um, I guess because, you know, you see it on, what was it, on the cover or something? There was a, like, the cover to the omnibus and all that. Um, mm. So, like, yeah, it wasn't a surprise. And, no, I, I don't mind it at all. Well, how about you, Adam? Oh, it's one of my favorite looks. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I also, I, I have to see another interview where uh, Morrison described being approached to do this series and they said, uh, oh, well, I have a bunch of ideas from All-Star kind of left over I can bring here. Can I do kind of these uh, early days issues and can I put them in a jeans and T-shirt? Mm. And, you know, Dio is like, well, you know, Jim Lee kind of uh, designed this new costume already. It's kind of the whole point of why we're doing this. Mm-hmm. And then Morrison's like, well, if I tell the origin of how he got the costume... Can I do stories of with him in jeans and a t-shirt? <laughs> so that was kind of the whole. Yeah, right. That's pretty cool. It's yeah. the whole premise of how this happened, you know. Yeah, yeah. I th- I think it's a great look, especially for like it makes complete sense. Like this Superman, Superman doesn't know how to sew, right? So he just mm. he gets a t-shirt, puts his cape on it. He knows how to sew that much, and then wears some yeah. you know steel cap boots and jeans. Uh, well, if, makes a lot of sense. If you're the first superhero ever, why would you think of making a superhero suit? That's true. That's right, because you yeah, you are what you are. So yeah, there's also I love um, like you know, if I was a young man and I was in shape, this is like a really easy cosplay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes. Uh, like if you want to be <laughs> yeah, super, there's always been the that, cheapest yeah. cosplay. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, it's it's budget Superman, but it's awesome. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah. Um, so gosh, let's uh let's go to the issues a bit. So especially these first two issues, they move very fast. Mm. Um, you know, so we have Glenn Morgan, who's a new character, and we have a shady little man running around. Yes, popping up. Yeah, pops up with the anti Superman Superman army, yeah. which is an awesome a, name. <laughs> we we don't get his name right. I I couldn't. No. Pick, no. no. Not yet. So, yeah. No. Not yet. Yeah. And uh, I feel like that big splash page, and he goes, you know, because that ain't Superman, and he's like, somebody save me. It's like, was I the only one that put Smallville there, or? <laughs> oh, I didn't associate that. Yeah. I'm, I'm not a Smallville person. Don't ruin this page. Well, the, <laughs> the, wow, you hate Smallville, do you? That's a... I don't <laughs> hate it, but, like, ugh. We'll, uh, we'll save that. <laughs> we'll save that for another time because, uh, right. I feel like that could be quite a lengthy conversation. Um, I'm not a diehard fan. I can just talk about it a lot, you know. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, so the first issue itself, it's not like, there's a lot of cool parts. I love when, you know, he catches the bullet with his hand. Mm-hmm. It's just a lot of awesome action poses. Uh, yeah, yeah. And, and it's, yeah, different. Um, he's a, I guess a lot more regressive. In what year, you know? Oh yeah, imagine. So, yeah, it's just running and jumping. Um, mm. And you know, oh, but I mean, like, yeah. Also, just as Adam was saying, kind of showing off the red eyes and ah, uh, yeah, threatening. Yeah, uh, uh, I thought you said regressive. 
Uh, oh, no, no. A- aggressive, yeah. Ah, yeah. And I'll be this, it has a cool cover. He's running away from the cop cars and the bullets are bouncing off him. Um, I actually have this slabbed. This, uh. Oh, cover. wow. Okay. Cause uh, I wanted to get the first and last issues of the run. Mm-hmm. Uh, nice. yeah, but yeah. So, you know, it's all, it's all cool stuff. We get Lex yes. in this issue. Yeah. Well, that was, yeah, and that was pretty cool having him with, um, with Sam, with yeah. Lane. Um, him being like a contractor or consultant. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's not, I mean, he, he, he's a, a little bit more watered down, I guess, cause I'd imagine Lex, like, the real Lex would not kowtow to, <laughs> to any, like, you know, agency. So. This is also very early days, Lex, yep. as well. Yeah. Before he's like, you know, haha, I have the formula to eat the world. Uh, yeah. With mine, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, he's drinking the Red Bull, uh, or the other energy drink. Uh, you yeah. Know, so I like how it's jumping ahead of it, but I like how they do the Lex and Brainiac team up again. Uh, mm. even though it's just Brainiac using Lex <laughs> as usual. As you know, well, yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. Just get visions of Lex walking. What was he in the in the mountains? That issue that we did. Oh uh, t- yeah, uh, totally. What happened to the man of tomorrow? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, again, like just so many cool extra shots. Uh, the the building's being demolished. The zoom in of his ear. Uh, it's it's a lot mm-hmm. like the original Action Comics one. He's okay. just going from scene to scene, uh, yes. doing these things. These superhuman feats and yep. saving people. Like, there's nothing. I mean, there's in part of the overall story. There's heaps of stuff going on, right? But just mm. the basic plot of these first couple of issues is nothing complicated going on. He's just doing his thing, yeah. You know, and it's not really about plot uh, at this point. You know, it's just sort of we're getting our new Superman. We're getting a look at him. Yeah, um, I love when he uses the wrecking ball on the tank. That's yeah, that was. Drawn really well, that one. Yeah. It's very much establishing, like, these are the kind of people he's going to save. He's just going to save this neighbor, this poor neighborhood. Yeah. That's kind of being targeted. And then it establishes, look, this is his power level. He, he gets hurt by an electric net. Yeah. That's yeah. not really yeah. a thing that would traditionally hurt him. And then he, it looks like he's not swinging that wrecking ball with too much ease it looks like it, it has weight to him you know mm-hmm. yeah it's uh i mean rags morales said in the interview he's like he had fun drawing these sort of herculean feats of strength uh mm-hmm. you know which yeah. no pun intended but which you know imply a great amount of strength and effort yeah oh uh, yeah it's really yeah cool and stuff. He's, he's so good at drawing that yeah there's some skill that i i don't know how to describe how artists do it when it, it looks like something is is very heavy it looks very material mm, yeah yeah yep yeah. it must be just the 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 way the body like the figures react to it yeah it's it's yeah. that it's something about the cross hatching on it it's something mm. about the detail of the metal of the 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 tank just exploding he really he really puts in the effort yeah yeah and uh metropolis itself is kind of a nice mix between just sort of a classic metropolitan city, but also the sci-fi metropolis that we know is like a bit of a mixture there, yeah. which I like. Uh, sort of best of both worlds kind of thing. And we also get uh, the Clark Kent look. Uh, yeah. Yes. Grant Morrison called it the Harry Potter Clark yeah. Kent. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Messy hair. 
yeah, it's a cool way of doing it differently. The, you know, instead of being a bumbling uh, buffoon, he's just kind of like this young, scrawny yeah. kid. Yeah. Like he's it definitely uh, his muscles. Uh, yeah, we could praise Morales a bit more. Because I, I feel like when people talk about who makes the best disguise of mm. of Clark, they always say uh, Frank Quitley because yeah. they you can see like the side by side page of how mm-hmm. he yeah, yeah. it out. Yeah. But I think this is low key like the best disguise Clark uh, that there is because he's he's very much and he has the advantage of him being younger. But yeah, it's mm. it's the very much the same concept of like his forehead's hidden, his eyes. It looks like there's effort to make his eyes bigger under his yeah. glasses, mm. which sometimes is just said in the comic and not like. You can't really tell that's drawn that way. Mm-hmm. And he's very much... I, I love this page, you know, jumping ahead a little bit when he's talking to the police officer. And he's like, mm-hmm. yeah, me, a strong guy. It's, you know, he's, he, he does like a whole muscle pose, but he's he's doing it in a way as like, look how... Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's really, really cool. I, I agree. I think it's just as good as Quietly's... Uh, like, it's just, it's so convincing. It, get it's a... Uh, yeah. It's a new take, which actually works. Uh, and it, mm-hmm. I think it only works for Clark when he's this young. You know, I don't think sure. it works after this point, which is fine, you know. Um, and his landlady's cool. We won't talk much about her. Um, but uh, how did you react, Ray, to her just finding out who he was? Funny. Um, I'd, yeah, I, th- I thought that would, you know, that was kind of like a little neat thing because... You know, there's always got to, I don't know, there's, there's always seems, sorry, there always seems to be one person hmm. that does figure it out. And, um, yeah, you know, again, it would make sense. She's the land, landlady. Yeah. Um, she might see things. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, that he stops the train stuff, uh, and gets captured at the end. I guess a lot does happen in the issue. Uh, so yeah, they yeah. use the train as bait, or Lex does, mm-hmm. uh, and, you know, I love Again, Spider-Man too. Uh, yeah, yeah. The train takes out Superman as he stops it. I mean, it's a pretty... I mean, I guess the, the army didn't know or didn't sanction it because it's a mm. you know, pretty evil thing to do <laughs> for innocent people um, and just use it as bait. But, um, yeah. Yeah, they mention... Uh, they they mention, like, the Sam Lane's angry at Lex because his mm. daughter's on the train. So uh, yeah, it's, like, yeah, even super more so. reckless. Uh, yeah. But yeah, like, um, again, like these first two issues, I think they're like a really great, I mean, for me, it's like, it's, it's the perfect way to start out Superman in this day mm-hmm. and age. You know, it's the perfect way to show his first, his first days, his first year or whatever. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it doesn't let up. I mean, if we're, we're talking about, like you're saying, the first two issues, mm. you know, if we're going into the, the second issue, um, it, it is funny though, because, here um, we were talking about Rags Morales and and how he does depict um, Clark, which he does really well, I think. Yeah. Uh, over here, like the look of Superman when he's in the chair and kind of uh, restrained, yeah. certainly does give off a very different vibe. Like, I, oh I, yeah, he's a completely different person to Clark Kent, the Harry mm. Potter Clark Kent. Um, but yeah, I mean, again, there's really um, quite. I mean, they find out with the the needle. They try to kind of stick him with a needle. That doesn't work. Um, 
Yeah. They, te- they test out his cape. Um, but when he escapes, he's pretty much a danger, like on the loose. You know, he, yeah. uh, he melts the guns, um, and, and he really looks like <laughs> pissed off. So, uh, mm. the funniest thing I thought was the, um, the, the goat, uh, or whatever it was that they thought was an alien. Yes. Um, <laughs> and Superman just like caps up <laughs> and Lex's face, like, See, that's, this is, I think that's where the hatred is born here. Yeah. Yes. Sent that up. Um, yeah. This is <laughs> one of my favorite Superman Lex moments ever. The same mm-hmm. way you guys talked about, you know, in All-Star, like when he, he draws his eyebrow, like, oh, that's the panel yeah. that oh, fills yeah. Lex perfectly. Yeah. This to me is the scene of, because I, I, I take it as when Clark starts laughing, He's laughing at the notion that it, it's it's funny that someone could think I don't look human. Yeah. And mm. Lex is taking it as he's laughing directly at me for making oh, yeah. a mistake sure. or something. Oh, yeah. He's ego. And he's, it's, yeah. It says so much about, first of all, the art. The acting in the faces is so good. There, There's so many panels where I feel like I can hear the delivery so well. Because the face is so on point, mm. yeah. and it just, uh, yeah, like like you said, Connor. I think it's it feels like the exact moment that the hatred just solidifies. Yeah, you can really feel that, and that's that's. I think that's really something. Uh, that's a, that's a big accomplishment for something so simple. Mm. Yeah, kind of surprised me that they went down that route. As in, they actually thought that. Um, yeah, that that was pretty funny. I thought I, I like, thought what? Lex was smarter than that. Yeah, um, yeah, like, yeah. He <laughs> this like goat or whatever. <laughs> um, and I guess it shows that like you know Lex isn't the sort of Red Suns like oh I know everything I can play chess while hanging upside down. No, oh, yeah, read uh, twenty so, books. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he 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 still makes mistakes. Yeah, he's not yeah. as smart. Well, as I think it's part. Partly, I always take Lex as he is the the smartest guy in the world, but his his personality can be an obstacle for that sometimes. Yeah. He wants to believe that this thing is not human so bad, uh, he insists on calling Superman an it. Yeah. And it that clouds his judgment. If he sees something, if someone presents something with him, is like, hey, this is what we've been told was on the ship that he landed on, Lex will immediately believe that it's true because he can't look human. Yeah. 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 I really like the big xenophobic angle with Lex as well. Mm. Uh, how, he, how he's very much anti-alien. Yeah. Uh, and it kind of meant like it's a believable motivation because he's like, he's talking about like cane toads and stuff and how they were introduced to the ecosystem and they just right. ruined everything. Uh, you know, and he's, he's kind of right. Because this kind of establishes this series of events as the beginning of the age of superheroes. Mm-hmm. Changes so, changes the whole ecosystem. Yeah, exactly. It will start popping up after this. Um, so this uh, this is actually five years before the current. So when this was coming out, this was five years before the current New Fifty Two events. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is yeah, not yeah. Anyway. Um, so I think I like this cover of two. I think I don't think they went too far, but I think they went like they really leaned into this aggressive Superman. I think it might have turned yeah. people off, like just yeah. looking at the cover and yeah, thinking he... like they're trying too hard. Okay, 
I, I mean, like, I think covers always intend to draw you in or, or shock you. So, I, I mean, you're, you're right. It would probably, like, people would question, you know, what, what are they doing with, like, Superman now? But I think it's quite, um, it's, it's one of my favorite covers out of, I right. guess, out of the six. Um, just cause he does look so <laughs> badass. Oh, it's a good cover. Yeah. 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 Uh, but yeah. Yeah. For me, I always took it as not, expressing uh how angry he he was but uh, i remember seeing him being like oh this means this is suggesting how weak he is this this right. isn't a right. superman would never be chained to a chair before mm-hmm. interesting yeah that's true yeah 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 um we also i mean in this issue as well apart from that we get the introduction of the pod which is Really cool. Mm. Um, I really like the design. Of the, the design's show. really good. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's actually mm-hmm. got that that kind of classic, you know, B B grade movie, you know, spaceship. Yeah. But at the same time, it, it's kind of been modernized and looks a bit cooler. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's, it's futuristic and sort of yeah, pulpy at the same time. And I think Morales also said he tried to make it a bit like a basket as well. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. and they they. Talk about an interview, not just Moses, but there's been a few mythological figures mm-hmm. that have gone down rivers in baskets as well. So they were paying nod to that, which I thought was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, um, and we also get the um, contingency, I guess, um, for the introduction of that for Superman for this this alien running around. So we get the metal, um, the metal, metal zero, zero project. Yeah. 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 yeah so uh, we get John Corbin, who yes. is Metallo. And, uh, okay. I think, uh, and he's established as a ex-boyfriend of Lois. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I think, I think they do a good job adding dimension to his character. I felt sorry for him later on. Mm-hmm. You know, like his, his motives aren't bad. Like, yes. uh, he's not, you know, he's not the classic Metallo, which is just kind of a, jerk <laughs> like he's just evil yeah. like this this is like a real person and he's sort of uh turning into yeah he's getting mm-hmm. controlled by brainiac and stuff it's like oh that sucks man um yeah it even adds a little depth to lois as well when she tries to get through to him mm-hmm. um yeah so i thought that was a was a neat little thing they put in i actually uh, thought i actually thought this was the um because it mentions john irons like he worked on it and stuff i actually thought that this was meant to be the new 52 like steel suit. Um, ah, yeah. Yeah, well, we, we do. We get yeah. that later. Yeah, we get. Yeah, that. yeah. But and, and I like how it's actually tied to like steel knows the technology. Like he helped with the Metal Zero mm. armor. So yeah, that's yeah. a nice tie-in. Yeah, I actually, like how. Uh, sorry, go on. You, you described John as an ex-boyfriend of Lois, and I, I always took it as uh, they wouldn't agree on that. Like I. It, it seems to me like they went on one or two dates and Lois never considered it anything serious and John, like, fell in love with her and, and feels very possesses, possessive of her. I think they, uh, they mentioned that they went away, didn't they? On a trip together? They? I think so. I mean, I don't... Something like that. I think either way, it's... Lois did not think it was as serious as John did. And I, wow. I like how that's... It's not a a very spelled out thing, but you do get those layers. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I guess I didn't take it like that, but also because <coughs> Spider-Man 3 has something like that where it's much more obvious. 
uh, you know what I'm talking about, Ray, where Eddie Brock thinks he's going out with Gwen and she's like, Oh, uh, yeah, 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 we yeah. just had coffee. Um, <laughs> yes, yeah, you know, yeah. uh, yeah, I guess I'll have a look when we get to the next thing, but yeah, it's, uh, oh, he escapes in issue two. I can't remember what, let's go through it. Um, but it's a cool sequence in the base and seeing mm. more of Lex and we get John Henry Irons re- uh, resigning. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, we don't have any backups yet. No. Uh, but yeah, this again, this is just a very action-packed issue. Some cool feats of strength, like busting through the wall, mm-hmm. climbing up the elevator. Yeah, um, it, it's again, it's just really just establishing the sort of character Superman is. It, it didn't seem to have much. I mean, there were little, uh, th- there were bits to kind of keep things going about the the Metal Zero mm. uh, armor and and the pod, um, and just learning a bit more. Uh, you know, the relationship between Superman and, and Lex, but yeah. it was pretty just kind of straightforward. Um, yeah. Yeah. The thing, uh, the difference between, because uh, I think, I see a lot of people comparing this to All-Star, which I think is a bit unfair, because yeah. um, All-Star is a 12-issue maxi-series. Each issue, uh, while being part of a whole, is also its own, own thing. Mm-hmm. Whereas this is this is telling one story. Yeah. You know, so this this issue is a good issue, but it, it's ultimately it's just there to serve. Yes, it's just what's one coming chapter. up. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. It's just one chapter. It's not this yeah. deep character study of Jimmy Olsen or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, they're different Ooh. things, you know. Uh, and so at the end, when we got the big alien shit raid. Did you did you guess that was Brainiac or? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Only because of the, um, you know, the the tendrils and. The slight, yeah. I think there was some green in there. So yeah, I pre- yeah, pretty much knew it was. Well, I suspected it was Brainiac. Yeah, yeah, it's a pretty good guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They, they well, I mean, just... look, look, I don't know, I don't know that many, many other, you know, <laughs> big enemies. Um, so and anything yeah. tendrils and a big like body, um, from outer space. I kind of think. Oh, it's... That, yeah, that's a pretty safe bet. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we get issue three. I love the cover to issue three. Uh, it's a, it's a bit comical. He's just sort of standing in the middle going, oh. Yeah. And everyone's like yelling in his face. Um, cause in this issue, uh, especially that like punk guy, <laughs> he's getting real angry. <laughs> oh yeah. I like but, the, um, there's, there's a variant cover. I like the, the Krypton mm, one better. Just, cool. I don't know, again, the hues of the green, but, just it's a bit more dramatic with it's a beautiful color yeah um, it's yeah. so so this is the issue where uh they find out Superman's an alien mhm yeah but uh i love this opening sequence in candor i think it just looks gorgeous yes yes i i'd say the for me the colors really mm. kind of, really kind of bring absolutely yeah. big credit to the colorist yeah uh, you know, like Baby Clark's eyes in the top corner. Yeah. Yes. Um, um, well-drawn Baby as well. And uh, uh, the crypt- Crypto really kind of wolf-like. Yeah, big, mm-hmm. big yeah. husky Crypto. Uh, yeah, I love... And I just I love how they draw cans or... An, I don't know, it's just a very... They've mixed a lot of very soothing things together. Mm. <laughs> mm. Um <laughs> You know, so it's one of the best, uh, I'd say, Krypton iterations, period, because it really looks oh, yeah. like mm. its own culture. I, I love too, like, the little details of, you know, there, there's background 
uh, noise about like, oh, this movie was playing, uh, there's people sniffing from tubes that maybe that's like their <laughs> version of alcohol. It's just yeah. a bunch of little stuff that makes you think like this is, this was a real living place. Yeah. And, yeah. um, I mean, for me, I think it's my favorite Krypton in the comics because it's okay. uh, it's it's got the mix of human but alien culture that I think I think they've always lent a bit too much into human in the previous iterations, except mm-hmm. for maybe like John Byrne's weirdo Krypton. But um, yeah, I guess this one just looks really nice. Yeah, uh, and that we get a reference to Lila Leryl. Uh, mm-hmm. so for those who don't remember Superman. Travel back oh. in time. Right, yes. The yeah, actress. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. 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 there's a love interest. Yeah, and now uh, they're talking about uh, there's uh, band casting Wilder Lettles' nude scene in the Fall <laughs> of House Law. So uh, I thought that was a fun reference. I also noticed earlier on there was a. Uh, I should have said House Law in the beginning oh. of introduction. <laughs> Damn. Adam what a nice callback that would have been. <laughs> But uh, there's, there, I also noticed earlier there was a Golden Age Superman logo somewhere. I can't remember where, but that was another mm. nice little oh. back. Uh, but yeah, we get this whole intro is uh, we're getting a telling of Brainiac taking candle. Mm. Uh, it's a really good sequence. Yeah. Yes. To, to open it. Um, then we get back into. I guess on oh, I guess we get back to Earth. Um and as you say, Connor, mm. there's uh things are, are closing in on Clark, um the landlady kind of yeah. knowing uh, the cops well, just busted. Mm, yeah. And, and that's the thing that's sorry, I, I think Adam you were mentioning earlier, I'm just looking at now the um you know, pumping the guns there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's quite funny. I really like the just going back a bit, I really like the idea that the these are repressed memories for Clark. And he's mm. mm-hmm. dreaming about them. I think that's really yep. cool. I, I kind of love, actually, when he's he doesn't know he's an alien at first. We're, we're so mm. used to since the 80s, like, him having uh, a Jor-El program to just give him all the answers right away. Yeah. Mm. You know? I, I kind of like when he has to discover it for himself, as he did have to, like, in the Silver Age in the 50s, he was almost like a archaeologist, like, finding remnants of Krypton, and, and yeah. they they were kind of more meaningful in that way, if it, they're, if they're answers for him. So this this issue is really where it slows down. The first issue is very wham-bam. Yep. And now we're getting into, like, a bit more meat. Um, you know, I love the first issues, and they set up this great, but this is where I was really, uh, you know... Just paying mm, investors. Like yeah, yeah, investors is a good word, I guess. Not that I was invested in the first two. I mean, yeah. I've read this before, but this is where it's like getting into my favorite stuff. Mm-hmm. More know? character stuff. Yeah, exactly. It's more character driven. Yeah. Uh, um, did you guys know that uh, Sergeant Casey is an existing character? Is he? No. Yeah, that is that's a very interesting one to me because he's a. Uh, Siegel Schuster character, he he existed in like the first year of Superman as kind of this foil, you know, uh, he was yeah. the cop always trying to arrest uh, Superman, and then when the, you know, what's the code? Comics uh, code. 
yeah, the comics kind mm-hmm. of took place. There was a bit in that of you must never show police officers in any negative light. So that like erased the character instantly. Yeah. He always seemed like, like the intent was for him to stick around, but so I think it's kind of cool that he's brought back here. Yeah, no, that is really Even cool. if it, you know, if it's just a tiny call out. Yeah, it's, it's awesome. And I, I like how we get like journalist Clark. Like this is Clark Kent, but he's not, he's not really hiding himself here. You know, he's mm. like, I won't stop until I expose the corruption. And he's angry. Like he's clearly angry. Um, you know, and also like the analogy for Superman, Robin Hood with the strength of 10 men. I thought that was fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. You're all attitude and no pants, Kent. The trucks, the trucks, <laughs> the trucks. Oh my God. Uh, if you get it, you get it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's a cool scene in the apartment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we get Jimmy and Clark. I mean, they were talking together before over the phone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But this kind of establishes, I guess, you know, their their link, their relationship. They hang out. Yeah. And Morgan, obviously, is taking everything back. He's like, I was, mm-hmm. you know, under, under bullied. duress. Yeah. 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 I like how it, that it makes it, this book isn't a defense for that. Uh, you know, getting information from being the toughest and scariest, it 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 shows that that original method that was shown in the Golden Age like doesn't work in modern day. Yeah. No. Yeah. Definitely. Um. No. It, it's yeah. It's a cool way of doing that. There's also a Nishi too because I I I forget to look at my notes. There was a Superman and a Vitruvian man pose, which was pretty cool as he was breaking oh. out. Um, mm. but, uh, and then we get Superman at the park. There's a ghost dog watching over you. There's a white dog. That will come up later. Yeah. What did you guys <laughs> think? What did you think of that panel first time you read it? It seems very out of place here. Yeah. I, yeah, it, it did, you know, come up on my radar. I just, I just didn't know what to, yeah. I just kind of like, okay. Um, <laughs> but yeah. Uh, but nah, totally mm. didn't really kind of connect it. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of random bits that'll just come together, yeah. uh, and you'll yeah. probably still miss some. I did until, like, my second read-through, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, so the guy who was defending Superman, the guy who's like, hey, this guy just saved our lives, stop attacking him, in, I think, issue one, mm-hmm. uh, he's saying, here, uh, go after Superman, because he's an alien. Mm. <laughs> it's the same guy, mm. so he's turned on him, which I thought was... Yeah. Um, Clark has a source. We're getting a lot of alien go home. Yes, and stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah, and he's he's pretty he's pretty down trodden with it. Um, yeah, you know, just kind of packed up. You know that that bottom panel packed up, just looking looking at his folks' photo. Yeah, the, the cat catastrophe. Oh yeah, the cat. Saves <laughs> a cat from a tree. The girl yeah. screams, and everyone starts throwing stuff at him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, and then we kind of get the, because we're starting to see, you know, these robots technology, um, mm. um, something is a brewing, yep. um, quite, um, you know, again with, with John in the suit, 
uh, with all those tubes going in and out of him. It's, yeah. um, it's quite grotesque. Yeah, under his chin and the needles in his skull. So. Oh yeah, yeah, that, that as well. Um, but yeah, they're getting controlled by something else um, out there. Yeah, and uh, you know, Lex has struck a bargain with this outside force mm-hmm. that's controlling John, which is you know, classic Lex. And then we get Superman and the Men of Steel, which I believe is a reference to Superman and the Metal Men. Okay. Uh, yep. The Flasher cartoon, and also these Brainiac robots. Uh, so Brainiac is a Silver Age villain, but we're still in this Golden Age period of the run where the robots look very industrial, mm-hmm. and yeah. they, they very much. Yeah, they don't look sleek, you mm-hmm. know. And they're, they're also, I think, the design is also a callback to that same Flasher cartoon where they. Yeah, I thought the same thing. I didn't actually <laughs> notice it until this read through that, that I, I was reminded of those guys. So I love how they, minus spoilers, obviously, they transition to a more Silver Age Superman. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I love how Brainiac serves to sort of bridge that gap between Golden Age and Silver Age in this run. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> and issue four, cool action cover, fighting oh, yeah. a robot. Very cool. In the jeans. Yep. Yes, looking very good. Uh, the debut of Steel. Mm. Yeah, we. <laughs> um, <laughs> Like, you know, it's so funny because, yeah, I, I oh, like cool, it. It's, <laughs> it's like, it's like faux, you know, faux news and marketing. Like, get this yeah, comic true. because there's this, you know, a new character, but, you know, we know who he is. <laughs> I mean, um, I like, I like Steel, but, um, you can talk about it now. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the idea of Steel doing his thing, like, not in reaction to Superman dying to sort of take up the thing is a, Oh, you mean totally different, um, yeah, yeah origins? Like, yeah, I could see it both ways. Like, this gives Steel a bit more agency as he comes to... He decides to be able to do good or without yeah. uh, Superman's death. But on the other hand, you know, it's just so iconic and part of his character that he yeah. became the Man yeah. of Steel when he yeah, died. You know? yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, I, I like it. I, I think it's... Uh, part of it, too, is... It, even besides like uh him being one of the replacements Superman after the death after that it was all about he felt responsible for you know the weapons that he brought to the right. public like, yeah. Yeah. and that yeah. that's very much still here yeah, i think that true. that part is more important to me okay mm-hmm. he's yeah. he's a he he's kind of a uh same level as Lex in intelligence, but feels responsible. Mm. Yeah, yeah. No, it's, it's um, yeah, it's good. Yeah, yeah. I, I like it. I think it was, yeah, I think it was good. Lots of fighting this issue. Mm-hmm. So funny, there, there aren't that many, like, sound effects at all that's ever used in the action. You're right, yeah. It's all they either leave the leave the um the panels to speak for themselves, but it really has a like a silent for me anyway, just a silent kind of quality yes. to it. Yeah. No, that's cool. I think that helps me hear it, weirdly enough. Okay. If I if I don't yeah. read like uh what they want me I can just let my head fill in and in instead of reading crash, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, it's um, yeah, it's inter- I mean, yeah, that's an interesting point. I never even noticed. Yeah, 
Well, so I'll point it out, kinda, right. it almost wouldn't have fit with uh, Rags Morales's art style, though, right? Like he's so. Hmm. I was just thinking, yeah, maybe they I didn't want to. They didn't want to sully his art. You, you know, they don't want to yeah. cover it because it, it is so quite many, nice. Yeah, there's yeah. so much detail, and it's mm. kind of not gritty's not the right word. I don't think, but it, it's. I, I I think adding a little zoom in here would lessen it. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna at the end. I'm gonna read out the credits for each issue. By the way, just okay because there's there's other people. So as Grant Morrison and Rags Morales that have put really sure. good work into this, and I feel bad mm-hmm. mentioning them. Absolutely. Uh, but we just kind of you know got yeah. caught up, which is fine. Uh, yeah. But yeah, Superman has a white shirt here, which will get explained, I think, finally in a later issue. You know, because he goes through a lot of shirts. <laughs> so do we also as well? Has that so the emblem on the shirt is that mm. is that explained later on or has he are we to believe that he's made that insignia on there himself well the s was on the cape oh yeah yeah uh, yeah true. okay that's true yeah like he he mentions in the smallville section he's like i don't know what this s on the cape means yeah okay because it, it seems like for me it just it seems like it, it's t-shirts that he's bought but like it's well oh it wouldn't wouldn't uh, make sense that he has them made yeah, okay. A minor spoiler, but he has them made. Yeah, well, uh, mm-hmm. okay. Yeah. 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 Oh, so. yeah. Um, and I love, I love when the cops try to arrest him as he fights, after he fights off these robots. <laughs> yeah. It's like, are you kidding? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, we get the, you get the giant robot made out of the factory. I thought that was pretty cool. It, yeah. It wears a tank as a hat and just, you know, Uses it to blast, um, blast Superman. Yeah, yeah very cool. And this is yeah, when they yeah. look most like those Flesher cartoon robots too. Yeah, they right. have that rectangle torso. Uh, yeah, I can't. I can't underestimate how cool it is. Where like he, he puts a tank to uses his head and mm. fires it. Yeah. It's hilarious. Yeah. Um, so I'm always down for the idea that either Brainiac is the internet or that he has infiltrated the internet. I'll always be down for that. (laughs) Uh, You know, because if you're an alien intelligence, you want to infiltrate Earth. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, And, uh, yeah, so it's cool. And this, we get John Henry suiting up with all this mayhem going on. Yeah, because Corbin's on the, on the rampage. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Uh, I kind of wanted to ask, what do you guys think of, like, Metallo as a villain in general? I've got no idea what he does or, you know. He's the... I've heard of him. I've just not... He's the guy who just has a crit's heart heart and shoots at Superman. Okay. Yeah. I mean, Uh, I think... I I don't know. I I was never big on him because I think he's just kind of a walking chunk of kryptonite. But, like, Mm -hmm. the... I thought the New 52 version of him was pretty good. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I've always just found him interesting character because uh, he was really big in the era where Superman stories were, like, one issue and then okay. done. And he hasn't... He's always kind of B-plot in yeah. the era of the big stories being kind of longer six-issue runs or six-issue arcs, longer epics. He's always kind of used as just kryptonite. And this maybe is his strongest story mm. in the modern era of comics. But, uh... I do have it on good information that he mm. might be getting the same treatment Mongol is getting. 
Oh. By a certain writer we are oh, all wow. good friends with. Tom Taylor? <laughs> no. <laughs> <With> the, um, <laughs> even better. <laughs> that disgusted reaction. <laughs> well, well if he, um, you know, if he does as well as he's doing with Mongol, that, that's cool. Well, you know. Yes, I, I'm excited if that does end yeah. up coming. But I, I think he's, this, this, like I, I love Metallo. I think he's the kind of, he's due for that treatment. And he, he is kind of one of the more, he, he's in this kind of same category as like Parasite where he, the idea of him I love, but he just needs that little push. Right. In mm. the in the modern era, like he, so what, he so, just hasn't been the big bad in a while. So, so what is he again? He's a guy that's got a kryptonite heart or something. Is that yes? What he said? That's yeah, that's not, his not thing. Here, the man with the man yeah. with the kryptonite heart. Okay, just a normal human, but he he's got that. Varies. Usually, like yeah. he gets surgery. To, yeah, you know, right. Makes okay. him stronger and stuff. The kryptonite heart makes him turbocharged. So what's uh, a what's a, what's Mentello? I, I always imagined it was some sort of psychic or um, telepathic. No, yeah. it's it's like they say here, metal. Oh, Mentello. Oh, sorry, Metallo. I I keep on thinking it's Mentello. <laughs> okay, Mentello. <laughs> might be a different guy. Yeah, yeah, Mentello. Uh, yeah, okay. I love He's this a Hulk line villain. here too. Getting yeah. back to the the You're book right. where it's it's he says humans built Metal Zero to kill you. How does that make you feel? I love when Metallo kind of represents like the 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 what's the word the the hatred that that was expressed in the previous issue, you know? Yeah, oh, yeah. he's yeah. kind of that the rejection of of Superman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Mister Mister Johnson, if you're listening, you should read this run. It's really good. Yeah, just saying. Um, so this is the part I was talking about, Adam, where she's talking to. John and how she knows he cries at the end of Pinocchio and that he got hives in Maui and found right. his reaction to span. That's that's where I got the impression that they were actually kind of close. Okay. Um, yeah. 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 But we don't know. I I remember in Superman Dooms they pop up together again and it's kind of weird because she's like manipulating him as a weapon. It's really bizarre. Yeah, it's weird. But, <laughs> but yeah, I I'm still gonna say because I I think I like my Metallo to be. He's got a corrupted vision of of what love is and what relationships are because he's a heartless guy. He he feels like he owns Lois and Lois is just like, oh, that was just, uh, you know, that was just a couple dates. Right. And he, but it is, it does say something. I do love this line where it's remember Maui where you live, discovered your allergies, spam, and like you know your favorite movie is this. Or your favorite band is Red Hot Chili Peppers. Yeah. Those are so great lines of, of little, you know, not, uh, yeah. Little yeah. details that make, make characters feel very human. Yeah. See, I, th- I always thought Nifty 2 John, unlike every other John, I think, uh, yeah, it's the opposite for me, Adam. I didn't really get that far, but I think he, in this continuity, he was always portrayed as, you know, somewhat tragic. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Uh, it's it's, it's, a, it's a layered thing for sure. Yeah. I think he, I think both are true. Yeah. Oh, it's cool though. I like it. Um, and he fights Superman, and I love when Superman uses his cape as a shield because it's indestructible. I think that's super cool. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
and uh, I love the idea of running the cape being indestructible as well, mm-hmm. as opposed right. to the whole costume or not. Oh, okay, yeah, 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 because the cape came with him too. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. And so you know they keep fighting, and this is where at the end we get. Uh, everyone gets bottled, except Superman and the army. They're outside, but uh, Lex, yeah. Lois, uh, and a few others all get bottled. You see giant spiders outside. Uh, mm-hmm. They got that quick. <laughs> yeah, they did. <laughs> yeah. Spiders on that bottle. Just normal spiders, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And we get uh, Steel fighting John Corbin, which is cool. Yeah, in a very kind of similar kind of outfit, because I guess he did help out with the yeah. Little Zero armor. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And uh, Superman's like, where'd the city go? Yeah. You get a cool little speech from Brainiac. Uh, and he's yeah. got a very kind of cockroach cat- uh, centipede design. Yeah, cool design. Yes. I, I like mm. I like it. With I, love, I love this. I, I, do, I will say I don't like the head on this design, which you don't okay. get a good look at yet. But yeah. I love the idea of an insectoid Brainiac. Yeah. A, a more non-human Brainiac. Yeah. Well, makes sense, kind of right, if you think about hive minds and stuff, and sure. I guess him yeah. controlling, like you know, these robots or whatever, and yeah, 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 that's a great point. Yeah, yeah. I just like uh, mixing up the the body types that Superman fights. You know what I mean? Mm. Mm. Yeah. Hmm. And thanks to like Jeff Johns Brainiac as well. Like you know, uh, Brainiac is everywhere. Like he could be. You never know what his true form is. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Um, but yeah, then we get our first Jolly Fish back up, which is a cool one about Steel. Mm, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. We get his motivation, and we get his fight with uh, Batalo, which is cool. And uh, this is the one part of the run that's dated that he uses a USB to uh, <laughs> plug into the oh, thing. <laughs> so quickly as well. It just slaps it. There's that USB, like, you know. It's a USB port on port, the armor. Port is just, yeah, just <laughs> randomly on the shoulder there somewhere. <laughs> just, yeah. And I like, because uh, in these days it's all wireless. So, yeah. you know. Uh, but, yeah, and then it ends, I think, what is John like? Uh, John Corbin, Metallo, sort of gets brought back up to the ship. I'm not sure what happens. I can't really remember. Um, so, yeah, he dis- yeah, he disappears in, yeah. in a, puff, a puff of green. So this is yeah. where... The next issue, this is where Rags Morales took a break, and the next two issues were Rocket Song and the the, the Tesseract Brain thing, mm-hmm. um, which jumped to a different plotline. Uh, didn't really jump ahead; it just sort of jumps aside. And uh, but the Omnibus reprints it, so you get the last two issues of the Brainiac arc, and then yep. Rocket I have uh, yeah, okay. the hardcover of Volume 1 in front of me, and yeah, I, I have to flip to the back. So yeah. If, if, yeah. if someone has it, it the issues go 1, 2, 3, uh, 4, and then 7, 8, mm. 5, 6, right? Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. Um, I, I get why they put the order back, but I like this jump. Because it shows us a different side of this run earlier on, which I like. Mm-hmm. And I think it still kind of fits in. You know, and it gives you like a sort of glimpse at the future. And I don't know, it's just, there's been so much action happening, right? And we sort mm. of jump back to this uh, more quiet 
mm. time. Um, you know, it's just, I don't know, I, I really like, like, for me, it was just good pacing. Uh, how did you feel, Ray? Was this super jarring for you? Or? Yeah, it, it was, actually. Um, yeah, just because it kind of left under on it, and then it's, yeah, just this break, and then on top of that, you have to get your head around um, what I think was starting to be quite a Morrison-y kind of thing, uh, you know, about the hollow bullet in the head and, mm. you know, travelling mm-hmm. inside his brain, that sort of craziness. Um, so... Yeah, I did find it a little, um, and now as you were just saying and explaining that, you know, seven and eight can be read directly after, yeah. uh, issue four. Um, yeah, I, I wonder just for my personal taste whether that would be a lot better. Um, mm. yeah, just because it's, yeah, it is a shift. Uh, different artists, of course. Yes, um, and uh, I like Andy Kubert. I, yeah, I, I like Andy Kubert's stuff. He's, he's done mm. a lot of stuff. Um, so, um, yeah, yeah, it, it was noticeable. Let's just say that. <laughs> yeah. I love this I'll, cover, I'll though. Say, uh, oh, go ahead. I was no, no, you go. Ahead. I was just going to say, because I'm flipping through, speaking of Andy Kubert, the splash page of the rocket leaving exploding oh, Krypton. Yeah. That's one of those things that's been done, like, you know, over a dozen times. Mm. This might be the best one. Oh, right, yeah. It's It's so good. It's fantastic. And it, it helps that it's that rocket design. And he yes. It's, it's, it's such a good page. I, I also like Andy Kubert. He's got a couple mm. weird faces in a few panels. He does. He does. Well, when yeah. he's, typical faces when that he's, he does. When yeah. he's good, he's really, really good. Yeah. Did he do Horrorville? Horrorville? No. That was someone else. Yeah, what was that? Is right. that the one that we did before, Connor? Yeah, the other New 52 one we did. Aaron, uh, Cuda, Aaron Cuda did that. Uh, Aaron Cuda, right, yeah. right. I think someone else was involved, but I don't, I don't think it was Cuba. Yeah, no. He's no, most right. known for, uh, at least Superman work, uh, Superman Up in the Sky. Have you guys ever read that? Yes. No. <laughs> the, the Tom King miniseries. Yes. Oh. Yes. His work in that is awesome. Okay. It's good. It's a good series. Uh, which I'm sure we'll do one day because, you know, Tom King's quite the hot topic. So, mm-hmm. uh, but I, I really love this cover, which is kind of like the splash page, just different sort of. Oh, very nice cover. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Um, and I love that the, it begins again, you know, a bit of a wink there. <laughs> uh, Sorry? you know, on the cover it says it begins and then. Again. Oh, it begins. Oh, ag- oh, yeah. It begins again. You know? Yeah. 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 I'm not <laughs> yeah. seeing that. Yeah. Uh, Still resonant for me, unlike the pearls, but you know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, this whole issue, it's, it's a nice, we get, we start from the start here, uh, which is nice that we didn't do this in issue one. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's interesting yes. seeing Morrison do it when Morrison famously condensed it into those three panels. And now we see him do a sort of fully yeah. fleshed mm-hmm. out. Mm. Telling of how he would tell the story, and I really like it. Um, I love because he he doesn't just do a lengthy telling of the origin, right? He mm. puts in here plot points for later on. Yeah, like uh, Phantom yes. Zone and Crypto. Um, you know, so I, I love. I much prefer Crypto's new origin than Jorel just sort of sending him out into space as a <laughs> dummy. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, the, you know, the, there are little things as well I appreciated, like um, Martha and Jonathan 
and that little setup with the the deformed calf, and then them using yeah. it as a as a foil. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> They're all looking at it, kind of startled. Um, but yeah, I mean, but yeah, for me, this this was pretty much like yeah, just a retelling. I mean, it's just right. it's a bit of a wink, wink of it begins again. Um, but you know, there were little bits there that kind of made it. Yeah, yeah like twists on it seems, Yeah, I I think the goal of this issue uh, was mainly to set up stuff for the future. Yeah, mm-hmm. and they're using this origin as a vehicle for that. Yes, yeah. right. Uh, which I think works. It creates a lot of nice imagery. Um, so yes. Yeah, the origin is there, but uh, you know, you have well, one of my favorite parts is when the Phantoms try and take uh, Lara and Jarell and. Callan, yeah. and the, he protects them and bites his hand, and he's like, ah! <laughs> and it's and an then, explanation for why they didn't just all use the Phantom go in Zone. there and all survive. Yeah. 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 And it's a, it's a cool idea using the Phantom Zone to escape. Yeah. Destruction. Mm-hmm. That's a good idea. And uh, they, there is a nod to Crypto's original origin where he says that rocket is for, supposed to be for animals uh, to mm-hmm. test, mm-hmm. not for a person. Ah, uh, yeah. So, you know... And, what a nice artwork. So yeah, he's leaving Krypton and we get, uh, again, stuff that's talking about, um, we're not getting like the sort of recap of the origin. We're getting stuff like a ghost dog, the fading curses of transparent men and disembodied women. You know, with all this really, uh, I mean, Morrison, I guess, is sometimes criticized for like making up words, but mm-hmm. for me, it's <laughs> like those words, like, um, those words just create such a powerful image in your mind, you know, if they don't yes. exist. Like, they really spark the imagination, is what I'm trying yes. to say. It's a very poetic way to... Uh, how I read it, at least. It, it, yeah. It, it, yeah. So mu- it's, it hits a feeling so much. Yeah. Like the, it, the blinding it, gulfs a, I love of it, yeah. space, of untime. You know, it's not a bit gobbledygook, but it evokes powerful imagery, <laughs> you know? Yeah, it does, it does. It, it, like, it gives you, like, a really abstract kind of um I concept uh, mm. yeah it's um yeah yeah it's a good use of language i think and it feels sometimes yeah. like a lot of comic book readers love things being very much spelled out for them so that they they have this database of knowledge uh, of superman where they they want to know everything about krypton but sometimes mm, yeah. it, it does work on a more emotional level if if you keep their technology alien, if you just hit on, like, he's just the emotions and not, you know, you don't, you're not reading an, an encyclopedia here. No. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Adam, did you, when you were referring to a few wonky faces, was one of them Baby Kal-El? <laughs> In that page? <laughs> a, a little bit, yeah. Yeah, I found that was a little bit wonky That's not the myself. worst case, but <laughs> no, okay. babies. Babies in general, artists <laughs> seem to seem, seem to struggle with. So I'm a little forgiving mm. of babies. Yeah. Well, he does a yeah, he does is, a really that is a little wonky. Yeah, he does a really good one. The the page after, so of the yeah. baby. Yeah. So, um, maybe you know. Yeah. So we get the we get the car thing, like Ray mentioned, uh, yep. and the Kent's finding the thing, and then the military gets the ship, and then like halfway through, we jump to the present. Uh. Hmm. You know, and then we go from the present, we go a bit into the future. Mm-hmm. And we have this whole... So this is... Uh, obviously, this is a thing that's happening. As I said, there's a there's things that 
everything going on in this run, you don't really get into the last issue where it's like comes together. Right. Uh, so it's going to seem a bit random and all over the place. Uh, so I recommend just enjoying the ride, you mm-hmm. know, yeah, or, yeah. or trying to piece it together as well. Like that's fun too. Mm-hmm. It's a bit like the, it's a bit like Twilight Zone, you know, yeah. you can different perspective when you go through it again. But, uh, yeah, we have the anti Superman army, which is mm-hmm. awesome name. Pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we don't really that know. That is a better name than the, uh, Superman Revenge Squad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Are they also known as the, the K-Men, right? As in... So that, that's specifically three out of the... Oh, okay. Five or six members of the Revenge Army or whatever. Right. Or the, the, the anti-Superman Army. Okay. Yeah. So we get hints as to who a few of these guys are. Um, like the big goo person, I believe mm-hmm. we basically get him explained as yeah, much right. as we sort of need. I don't think yep. he pops up outside of like his role in this thing. We don't really get an origin for him. Okay. Um, I think we do, actually, but oh, it's, do we? it's very, it's very short. Oh, uh, yeah, like, blinking your miss it's, sort of thing. This is, this is when he's featured the most, and then, yeah. later on, you'll see him for two or three panels. Okay. So this, this whole, as you said, very Morrison-y, but it, uh, I think it really suits it. Uh, it's a Superman story, you have a legion of superheroes, uh, mm-hmm, and it's yeah. a wacky plot. I, uh, and I love this shot of Superman standing with the Legion at the end. Yeah. Mm. I think that's awesome. Uh, and this edits a different, like, oh, this is where our Superman's going. Mm-hmm. You know, this is who he's mm-hmm. going to become eventually. Yep, with the new suit. Um, uh, yeah, this is really good. This is, for me, this is where kind of my interest really started peaking. Um, yeah. For this, only because we're starting to get in, I like this kind of, Cosmicy weirdo stuff. So yeah, stuff. Yeah. yeah, and you know, and and um, Morrison's reputation precedes him uh, <laughs> for me in that. So it's like, okay, cool. This is this is you know what we're getting. It's good. Again, like it's kind of like what I said before. This gives you a peek of like this run isn't just going to be what we've been reading. Mm. You know, which yes. is why I yeah. kind of like its placement here. It's like it's jarring, but I feel like it suits. The run itself, because the run itself does go all over the place and have this sort of big thing going on. For me, it's just kind of fitting that you take this break. Mm-hmm. Uh, like the the arc of Brainiac on its own is not is not the point. It's not important. What is important mm-hmm. is everything together. That yeah. makes any sense. Um, you know, so it's like yeah, the Brainiac stuff's important, but it's there's a bigger picture here and we're getting yeah. a peak of that. You know, it's like, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's a great point. I, I think what happened too, is that the, the, the event of, of, uh, rags Morales needing, uh, some time. Yeah. And then Morrison doing a fill in and then turning into two fill ins. It actually extended the whole run. Uh, because they implanted stuff in these two issues, mm. and then Morrison felt like, "Oh, that means that I'm going to do another issue because I'm going to I'm going to pay off this, uh, you know, this this yeah. squid guy." So he, and I believe that. So it, it it actually, I don't think the the whole run would have made it to 18 issues if these if these two weren't uh, yeah part of it at all. You know what I mean? 
It was originally 16 issues I read in the interview. Okay. Um, so this is, pr- yeah, this is where it got extended by three issues, two issues and an annual, I suppose. Um, and a number zero. Yes. Yes. So three. So issues. really, I guess there, there is, yeah. Um, and yeah, so then we have the, the backup story, which I thought was pretty good. It's just, yeah, that was good. It's a nice look at Jonathan and Martha. And, mm-hmm. you know, that the Martha kind of a baby. And that's that whole thing. And, you know, they go to church and stuff. I thought it was all really well written. It's Shelly Fish backup. He does the backups. And, yeah, you get to know more about them. Yes. It's not, it's not essential. It's not crucial to the run, but it just adds more to, you know, the backstory of the character. Yeah. I, I love people the in his life. Of, uh, they weren't able to have a baby. And then the, it, it explains so much why they would just keep a baby, <laughs> the one that they found. I think they did that before, right? Yeah, I don't think it's yeah. clear, but it, this is the most uh, Memorable. delving into it. Mm. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, it's a whole thing dedicated to it, yeah. I right. Nice ending with the rocket. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and then we have one more issue, uh, which is the... Really crazy one. <laughs> yeah, it um <laughs> took some careful reading for that. Um, yeah, it, it, this guy is just full on uh, wacky, you know, sort of definitely not golden age. Um. <laughs> yeah, it's because it's because uh, it's um you've got to get your head around, I guess, the different times and yeah, um and where they physic like when I say physically, but kind of when they where they physically are. Yeah, like, it, but because it's just so against. Account intuitive of what you physical physics you know think mm. <laughs> so yeah. um yeah but uh, yeah this was this was the most fun I thought um out of these issues uh yeah no no I, I enjoyed it um we get even you know cephalopodic looking aliens which I love mm. uh in very dramatic cover too Drakken. oh yeah the mm-hmm. cover as well yeah yeah poisoned by cryptodite and the big goo and <laughs> yeah. That's cool, yeah. Um, cool variant so, as well. Action shot of Superman and the Legion. Um, Cosmic see. stuff in the background. Let's see if I can find that. Oh, don't think I have that. No. Yeah. I don't think I have it either. No, I've only so got wait. the oh, black yes, and white. Oh. You it's have the cover what, by Morales. Yeah, very good. Uh, yeah, no, I've only got the, this version. Well, I don't know if it's a real cover. It's just a black and white version of it. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah. So, okay, so, Adam, you're going through the trade. Yes. Ray, you're digitally? Yeah, DC Infinite. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I heard that's a godsend for a few people here. Uh, right. To go yeah. through this run. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, so for those out there, if you're thinking of tracking down the trades, get the omnibus instead, because it's going to be cheaper at this point, and the trades do this thing where they put all the backups in the back half. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that drives me crazy. I have all the it's trades. A, it's especially um, egregious with the, the steel backups, because okay. those seem like they should be right in yeah. there and, and intertwined mm-hmm. with the story, and the, to put them at the back when the yeah, story's some of them over are just like, is, is so weird. Yeah. yeah. There's now, a reason Con- they'll put that. Yeah, Connor, correct me if I'm wrong as well, but uh, just, again, like a, maybe a warning disclaimer to listeners, um, wasn't there something wrong with the Omnibus first, and they kind of yes. stopped and reprinted it? The first printing of the omnibus didn't have Shelly Fish on the cover. 
And, uh, it also, uh, there was a page in issue two that had no text. Yeah. So just <laughs> be mindful, listeners, if you're buying secondhand or whatever, um, you don't want to, you want to get the proper version, yeah. I'd imagine. Yeah. And you'll, you'll be able to tell easily because Shirley Fish will be on the cover. Yep. Uh, on the, on the reprinted one. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, gorgeous omnibus, by the way. The oversized pages really work for this run. Ah, oh, nice. Yep. Uh, you know, so very, very pleased because it's the first time reading the omnibus. Uh, cause I. Oh, man. Yeah. I didn't know it had bigger pages. I might have to, <laughs> <laughs> I might have to cave and get it. Yeah, it does. Damn. Uh, it's, 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 I love it. It's worth it. You know, man. Yeah, I mean, kids kids can wait. They'll live without food for a few days. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, they but, gotta have something to read eventually. Exactly right. So, but yeah, this is Andy Cubitt again. Um, so, yeah, I like really crashes in here. Yeah, this we get the the odd little man here. Yes, he's there again. Coming up again. Annoying. We get one of my favourites, Zazadu, the Phantom King, one of my favourite new villains, mm-hmm. uh, Goofy Mummy Man. And we just get some really nice artwork. We're in space. You know, I always love that. And mm-hmm. we get a brief glimpse in the future where Superman's first fortress was the Brainiac ship, which I thought was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, why not hijack it and he, you know, his ship prevents the Brainiac programming from taking over. So maybe that'll have something to do with how that ends. But I thought it was just really neat. Yeah. Yeah. So also as well, the a question where, um, so apparently the bullet is, um, pushing up against Superman's brain and it's impacting on his memories, um, in particular, the one with the Legion of Superheroes, mm. um, and so there are things there that, you know, it kind of bounces between that and then the the distant future. Um, but what, I mean, what are we meant to get from this this kind of change? Are they changed memories um, because of the impact of the bullet? Do these scenes that we see with Legion of Superheroes, because I can't remember um, from when they, he did meet in the, in the classic issues, um, mm. him being given the ring and all that, is that... Is that much different from from how it went originally? I think, I think it's all the same. I think it's just it's explaining. Yeah, it, yeah. It's just him seeing the colors is their way of yeah. yeah saying where the bullet is. Like that's how they're finding yeah. the bullet. It's like oh, it's near that word with those memories. So the yeah, right. Changing the it's, colors. It's by the the memory stuff uh, as an excuse to explore. You know, to get a couple pages in the in hmm. the past and fill in some gaps. I don't yeah. think it's it's not uh, changing his memories. Okay. Okay. Cool. It's just it's giving uh, an excuse for Saturn Girl to say, "I need access to your memory," and then we get a couple cool pages of yeah, you know, yeah. Okay. Pac okay. Kent and getting yeah. meeting the Legion for the first time. Yes. No, I, I don't mind Superman being the Legion here. Uh, I'm a I'm a vocal hater of Secret Origin and everything about it. I think it's absolute uh pish pish cow cow patty. Yeah, I think I think it's basically Jeff John's things that he liked when he was growing up about Superman. Oh look, it's Superman the movie. Oh look, it's the Legion. There you go, there's Secret Origin. So uh but I think it's done well here. 
because mm-hmm. uh, it's still it doesn't just feel like fan service. Like, hey, look, I'm bringing the Legion back. Look, it's the Legion. It doesn't have that weird Gary Frank, Frankenstein's monster uh, faces. <laughs> Shut up thinking about it. Uh, apologies to any Secret Origin listeners out there. <laughs> I love him uh, meeting the Legion early because that's that's kind of his first group of friends that he can relate to, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it is his group of friends growing up, really. Mm-hmm. I guess besides Pete and Lana, but they're, you know, he has to keep a secret they're, from them. They're a different, yeah, yeah, different category. And I really like in this issue how Saturn Girl feels ashamed because when she looks at him, he thought, oh, it's just a dumb caveman. It's a scrawny caveman. This is our idol, you know? Yeah. Yeah. We went back in time and saw Heracles, and he's just kind of this short, buff Greek dude. He looks like a savage, <laughs> you know? He doesn't look like this majestic... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Your, your preconceptions are kind of... Yeah. yeah, it's like, oh, humanity's evolved since yeah. Superman. Uh, we look a lot more... You look a lot better now. <laughs> yeah. And um, it's equally funny because, you know, seeing them seeing the man of tomorrow as primitive, I think, is funny. Mm, yeah. Mm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, that was, that was pretty pretty cool. Um, this issue pretty was just having me question who that dude was, the mysterious mm. dude in the glasses. Um, cause he pops up a bit. And then when I had, like, when I was writing the, um, the synopsis, I was trying to find his name. <laughs> I thought, oh, I thought I'll just leave him then because yeah. it's kind of, yeah, he's, uh, yeah, quite vague. Um, but yeah. I couldn't help but chuckle a bit when, you know, Superman was like, oh, my brain. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, that, that must hurt. He's all green and stuff. Like, it's getting yeah. really weird and grotesque. Um, yeah. That's so weird. yeah because all that kryptonite you know just disperses yeah um so that's it's got to be bad really cool um, solution though yeah yeah it is actually no yeah I really enjoyed this I, I even like um because I couldn't remember this dude he's like a magnetism guy one of the Legion superheroes mm-hmm. Cosmic Boy Cosmic yeah. Boy he's awesome he's good yeah yeah he's one of the cooler Legion members for sure yeah uh, I I love to um. Eric Drecken, mm-hmm. the the guy who evolves and de-evolves. Yep. Everybody loves Phantom King, but I, to me, Phantom King is like, he's just another Kryptonian, and we have other Kryptonians. That's true. But th- this guy is, he makes some such cool pages, Eric Drecken, because then it's, it's him fighting a giant squid, him fighting a, a T-Rex, <laughs> him fighting a, a giant ape. I think that, that's much more a- a- interesting mm. villain. Yeah, I I won't disagree. I think it's interesting we haven't really seen him pop up. I think I think yeah. we need a good artist, I guess, to utilize him. Yeah, and like it, what ha- what seems to be happening is Phantom King comes back, but I think uh, with a lot of Morrison ideas, when it's not written by Morrison, it's it's kind of a shallower thing. You know what I mean? I thought yeah. I thought the sleep paralysis thing was really cool. I gotta mm. say. Like, that was a really good use of the Phantom King. But the other time okay. he pops up, yeah. Have you, have you read yeah. that? Yeah, that was in the Halloween special. Yeah, yeah. 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 I like the idea of sleep paralysis, but I think when it was revealed it was Phantom King, I kind of rolled my eyes a little bit. <laughs> but he's the <laughs> Phantom King, you know? Yeah, right. Uh, but 
uh, the solution here, which I thought was really neat. So the the Kryptonite ship has oh, the the ship has a Kryptonite battery. So Superman, mm-hmm. but they steal the battery, and now Superman's got all the Kryptonite in him, so he puts it into the ship. Like the ship draws it out of him, and it also powers up, saves the day, and stops the Brainiac virus from taking over. And I thought, damn, that's a really cool solution. It wraps everything mm. up. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I want to know, Ray, is there any uh, enemies in the anti-Superman army that stuck out to you? Um, oh, well, just the uh, the Phantom of the Opera guy. Um, <laughs> it's <laughs> a bit Yeah, just, I mean, yeah, just the aesthetics. Um, look, I'm just having a, a little look at them. I mean, no one really, other than him, there's a like a cowboy a robot guy. He's pretty mm-hmm. cool. Yeah. But yeah. Well, and Drekken, right? I'm interested. And Dra- oh, well, Drekken, actually, Drekken I like, I like the most, but he's... Most I'm of sure. these people are going are gonna to come up later, and I wonder okay. if you'll, you'll be more interested if once you, mm. like, read their full story. Or oh, no. Or their story. You know? Oh, absolutely. I mean, because at the moment, like, like any um comic book you may read where characters are introduced um and there's really not much to them uh they they're kind of like paper thin you know you just take them yeah. aesthetically but um absolutely if they get fleshed out uh for sure um so just working off that yeah the guy um yeah the guy with the bandage face is just just the most that and and Drakken. but i think you mentioned mm. that he's not he's only got a couple of panels after this right yeah yeah, okay, well, that's a shame. But <laughs> it, it definitely feels like to, yeah. uh, like I said, they, they were setting stuff up here. Yeah. Not everything uh, was gotten to before the end of the run. Yeah. Uh, I, I always think of, especially the, the K-Men, mm-hmm. we, we see uh, the main Kryptonite man, we get a full story of him, but we never get whoever is, you know, Mm-hmm. Yeah, blue kryptonite man and whoever is the red kryptonite, they never get their own story. And I think it's such a cool team to have a team of kryptonite people, but we just never got yeah. it beyond here. I um, yeah, I think I think it's kind of like the multiversity where Morrison has left this stuff for other writers to use, and mm. inexplicably they haven't used it. <laughs> you know, mm. uh, like no one brought up on. They kind of don't get it, mm. but yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. A uh, bit of shame. Uh, nice, nice last page though. Them flying with the Legion ring. Nice. Yeah, yeah. I think that's one of the weird that. faces, but yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's a bit weird. Not Gary Frank level, but we're getting there. Uh, you know, so I'll always take a jab at Gary Frank. <laughs> he's the most Jesus. overrated Superman artist. Jeez. But he's an excellent, he's an excellent Hulk artist. I'll put my two cents in. Excellent. I don't doubt that. Uh, (laughs) this backup is nice. You know, uh, I like how Clark gives away the farm. It's nice of him. Yeah, Mm. yeah, that was good. All the Charlie Fish backups are very good. Yeah. They all, they all, it's kind of one of those things, it's like, it's a couple pages and it's going to have one moment where you're just like, oh, that's a very nice character moment. Mm. Yeah, this is giving us more about Clark's life, you know, the more human side of everything. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I think I think they complement the main 
uh, issues quite well. Yeah, yes. I mean, even I, I like the little touch at the end where he picks that photo, which is the same photo that he looks at in what issue two. Mm. Well, it's just you know saying I tried, I tried, and um, mm. yeah, it's just just a really nice, honest. Um, yeah, I, I like these little stories, like you know, they just give you a little insight into yeah, just the day to day. Yeah, there's also um, I think this is the part where Pete mentions that. He wanted to bake a giant goodbye Clark Smallville cake. Ah, right. Say mm-hmm. farewell, Superboy. And they also mentioned, I think, uh, Clark put Eben's, Clark puts, Eben's, Eben's yeah. tractor. Yeah. Yes. I, I picked that one that you can't fool me with. <laughs> you can't <laughs> get that past me. No, Eben. Wait, what's that one? That's... Uh, cause originally, uh, yeah, John, John Oh, oh, the, was yeah. Eben Kent. Oh, yeah. I didn't. I didn't connect that. Um, plus, plus we there make fun of Eben and the George Reeves. Yes, sure. Sure. Yeah. Um, and there's uh, like there's at one point where the the rocket describes like it's landed in humanity. It's just kind of describing how primitive we are. Mm-hmm. We're like we're three in like yeah, we're like tribal warring states still. Yeah. And it's like, it's true and it's sad. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, but yeah. Like I think that's going to inform yeah. a later issue too. Mm. Okay. Right. Yeah. I, I, and I just like how the rocket is like sentient. Yeah. I mean, that's again, something that's wacky, I guess, from, from this, the house of Morrison, which is really cool. Um, something that you would out there. Oh, really? I mean, I never would have thought the rocket would be narrating mm. something to us. Um, True. It's just, yeah, it, it's not, it's good. I'm not saying it's a bad thing at all. Yeah, yeah. It's, no, no. it's just, uh, yeah, uh, something that you wouldn't immediately come up with, I think, or, or expect. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. No, there's a lot of creativity here. Mm. Like he's, he's taking, uh, the beginnings of Superman and he's doing all this fresh stuff with it. That doesn't yeah. feel like it's a departure as yeah. well, yes. which I think is pretty impressive. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I actually like, you know, because the common question, I think, is like, what's your favorite origin story? And it kind of took me a, a minute to kind of compute that this is an origin story because it yeah. does feel so different. Mm. And I think it, it might be my number one. It's okay. it does, right. Yeah, it hits it hits everything it needs to hit in a, in such a fresh new way. Yeah, the problem is it's just not told. Uh, it's just not told traditionally like an origin story, mm-hmm. uh, right. which is a plus and the downside because it, as we talked about earlier, it makes it harder to recommend. Like, what's the best Superman origin? It's like, well, this is the best one, but uh, I still recommend it. it I best? think. Yeah. Do you reckon? Like, is this a good place to start? With Superman, you know, now that we've gotten into some craziness, so I guess we'll we'll have this conversation properly when we finish the run. Sure. But, um, and I'm assuming it's probably going to be a, a harder. It's harder probably to say it is right because if it does go really crazy, like if this issue six is a taste of hmm. what's to come, then it might yeah it might be quite inaccessible for people who who want just yeah. to yeah. What an intro. Yeah, but I I always think it's it's more important to show the the fantastic side of Superman. I I love 
like one of my favorite slogans is you see in some of the golden age stuff that they'll show like world's greatest adventure character. And I, I really love that. That's, that's what got me into it in the first place is knowing that he's a guy in, in a world where anything can happen, you know? Mm. Yeah. That's the other thing too. We, we get the, both the fantastic and the grounded in this run. Yes. Like mm-hmm. We yes. get everything. I, I think that's, so. that's why I would recommend it always. Okay. Yeah. I guess for me, it always, <clears throat> wow. It always Whoa. depends on, <laughs> it always depends on the person and what they're looking for. Like, sure. Oh yeah. Of course. Uh, yeah. I'm not, cause I just, we're, I, we're, yeah. yeah. We're talking, I'm talking like a generic person. I know it's hard, but like, just it is hard. A, a generic yeah. person that just want, has no idea or wants to learn more about Superman. Um, and yeah. yeah. But you're right. I mean, everyone a has generic their own. person. I'll probably throw birthright at them, but yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, this is like, I guess the way I put it is, I would like to recommend this first because I think if mm. you enjoy this, this is the best place to start. If you can stomach all this, mm. or if you can, uh, if if you adapt easily to this non-conventional storytelling, then yeah, this is the best place to start. Mm-hmm. Um, like like. Maybe maybe this comic reader likes stuff like the filth more than you know uh, the Dark Knight Returns, right? Mm-hmm. So then then you sort of recommend this maybe mm-hmm. to them as a Superman origin, but if they like the Dark Knight Returns, and you're like, well, maybe try Birthright if yeah. that makes any sense. There's sort of yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. not for sure yeah um but yeah uh, we have feedback we do. Yes. Uh, so we have. Oh, let's go to Twitter first. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the end, we'll just give our thoughts. But like, mm-hmm. I think cover a lot of them while we're. Yep. So let's see. Uh, so there's feedback for the first six issues. So yeah, uh, let's get past all of my images. Um, uh, first from Robert from the Swamp Things podcast. Make sure you go oh, check that yeah, out. Robert. Yeah. Uh, he says the lack of coordination with the rest of the New 52 didn't help the run, but it was a fresh spin on the beginning while still remaining true to the essence of the character. It may not be all-star Superman, but it reflects that Grant Morrison gets it. Yeah. Hmm. Yep. Um, interesting. So, by lack of coordination, I'm just curious if you mean, like, you know, George Perez didn't know what to do with his Superman title because he didn't know what Grant was planning or did oh, you just okay. mean that it's like set in the past or not connected? Oh, uh, yeah. I'm just curious. Yeah, I took, I took it as more as more of the former. Yeah. But I, mm-hmm. like I said at the beginning, I think what makes this run great is it stands on its own instead yeah. of trying to jive with the whole universe. Yeah. I, the yeah, issue I like. is I, I wish everybody who worked on the new 52 got the same yeah treatment as this did i liked new 52 superman but at times the crossovers got a bit much mm-hmm. uh throughout all the superman tiles it was a bit like triangle era all over again but without the helpful triangle <laughs> to tell you what <laughs> order you should be reading these in so yeah uh thanks robert uh, yeah thanks robert keep keep, keep chugging along with us as we go through this uh, and then we have um, uh, Jared this series is one of my favourite things come out of the New 52 oh. 
uh, Jedi Mantra. I can't believe I haven't read this. It's a combination of my two favorite things in comics, Grant Morrison and Superman. Yes, get on it. Okay, yeah. Uh, Deus Ex Machina. Yeah, I don't, it's wrong. I don't know what you're doing then. <laughs> <laughs> is this, apart from All-Star, is this the only Morrison? Like, for Superman? Oh, apart from, you know, uh, yeah, yeah? No. No, uh, no. there's... Okay. Sort of fair bit. It's, it's a prominent one for sure. Okay. But there's, uh, there's little stuff here and there. Okay. We have, um, I mean, we have Superman the Authority. Oh, okay, yeah. I mean, apart from, say, the more recent stuff. Uh, there's JLA, which I haven't read. Uh, but that's not, like, not a Superman title though, but yeah. That's true. Fair enough. Well, I guess, yeah. I guess, yeah. Superman title, I guess Superman, the Superman Beyond Final Crisis. Right, Time. okay, okay. Uh, which yeah. I, I've read, but I haven't read the event, but man, those are good. Yeah. Those are yeah. full on crazy, uh, those yeah, two right. issues, they're wacky, it's great. Um, I read it before Final Crisis 2 and I thought it worked just fine without you, it. Going through the bleed between the multiverse, different supermen, uh, it's awesome, mm-hmm. you know? That's so, awesome. uh, thank you, Adam, for, Tell me to read that, because I wasn't going to read it until mm. I read Final Crisis, and then you were like, no, just read it, man. <laughs> I'm Good. glad I did, because it was fantastic. So Great. Yeah. Um, then we have uh, feedback from Dave. Mm-hmm. From, from Signal the Doom. Signal of Doom, yes. Yep. Go check that out. I'll just get it up. Uh, I close Facebook because people message while I'm recording it. The ping will pop up and it annoys me. But uh, let's see. <laughs> so, uh, where are we? Uh, do you want to read this out one out, Ray? Or um, uh, I can. Yeah, if I you can. Want. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. If you, yeah, uh, have, have it read out. Yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. Just finished six issues of action. Here's my review. For me, this is a solid addition to the Superman canon without being remarkable. The overly grounded nature of the first issues, which I know were a homage to the original action run, slowed the pace down and were unremarkable, although solid. The flourishes were good, but I felt issues 1 to 4 could be compressed into 2. More interest to me was issues 5 to 6 of the Legion and the Anti-Superman League. This is the kind of classic Superman stuff I prefer, and I think it plays more to Morrison's strength. Uh, I'm not finished, so I'm just getting the... Mm-hmm. Um, okay, I found those two issues very enjoyable and loved the micro-bullet uh, that was interfering with his memories of the Legion. For me, those two issues were 8 out of 10. Rags Morales' art in the first four lifted the material somewhat. Overall, it's 7 out of 10, bogged down by some stretched-out scenes in the first four issues. By the end, I was left craving more information on the anti-Superman League and the Legion. Mm-hmm. Shelley yeah, Fisher's yeah. backups were, were neat and tidy while inessential. Nice to see uh, that he revealed to Lara and Pete guessed it. I'm hoping this run continues the quality and continues the rise in quality shown in issues 5 and 6. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't think Pete guessed it. I think Clark just thought he might have guessed it, but I, I don't know. Oh, think okay. Um, yep. And, uh, I mean, Dave, if you liked issues five and six the best, then yeah, you'll definitely enjoy the run from here on out mm. uh, a lot more. Because it's, after the Brainiac arc, it just goes a lot more into that stuff. Mm, uh, cool. The Golden Age stuff. Um, yeah, no, thanks for the feedback. I wouldn't, I wouldn't call. Shelley Fisher's backups in essential, but um yeah, it's uh it's all connected. Yeah. As they say. So. Yeah, I think they yeah, those backup stories they were good in the sense that they, they really complemented. Um I, I think I know what Dave is saying, but at the same time they they added a, a lot more mm. depth to the stories. Um yeah. and just yeah, flesh things out a bit more, so yeah. 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 
Um, yeah, yeah. Right, it's not always about making a, uh, you know, a story that goes from A to B the most efficient yeah. way. Mm. Yeah. You want to add some emotion to it. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. And, um, yeah, keep sending us feedback as we go along. Yeah. It's, uh, it's all good stuff. Um, and last we have feedback from Rebecca from yeah. Sons of the Dragon, the Immortal Lifers podcast, and also the Rebecca. Into the Night. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, let's, let's get it up. Uh, okay. <clears throat> Uh, having never read it, all I knew about New 52 action comics was T-Shirt and Gene Superman, hmm. and it always sounded much better as an idea than many fans made out. As someone who's not read all that much sequ- sequential Superman or action, I found it put me straight into the new status quo and left me trying to uh, work out how this fit into any idea of Superman and his stories I already knew. Once I decided to just settle in and enjoy the story as crafted, I enjoyed it a lot more. Uh, I like this Clark, and by extension, this not-so-perfect Superman who can grapple with how to do good the same way we do. I like he is a bit more political, but it definitely feels more of an alternate universe reading it now. Mm. We'll probably continue reading the run, so a thumbs up. Not a huge fan of the art, but don't hate it either. Found the switch to Origin in Issue 5 quite welcome for context, but will be good to get back to the storyline as it continues. Cool. Yeah. Thanks, Rebecca. Cool. Yeah. That's um interesting. Yeah, I... Um, I wasn't expecting Rebecca to have left some thoughts, but uh, very curious as to what Rebecca thinks of, uh, yeah, of this and I guess Superman in general. I, I don't think I, I know you have conversations kind of with her probably a lot more, but we've um, had her on a couple of times. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I guess they, they were both there. alternate realities, though. Mm, yeah. Well, so. so it's always interesting to hear Rebecca's thoughts. So thank you. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, thanks for the feedback. Um, yeah, I, so overall, uh, this run for me, I mean, obviously I've, I've said most of my thoughts as we yes. go. Uh, I liked all of it. The first, like, again, for me, like this story as a whole. So, uh, it, I, it's, it was interesting reading it as it was coming out because I definitely think it's supposed to be more read like a book, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. So again, like the first couple of chapters, they might be slow, but it's, uh, although ironically they were super fast. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I, I can't say too much about it, but mm-hmm. you know, I really dig it so far. And again, I, what I really like about it so far is the emotional stuff, the Krypton stuff, uh, the mm-hmm. artwork. Yeah, I just like all of it. You know, no complaints. Yeah. I love, I love the golden age stuff. I think it, I think it's definitely more than just a throwback. You know, it's mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. just a really satisfying starting point for this story, starting with the uh, old-fashioned Superman. So, yeah. yeah, thumbs up from me. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna give it a rating until I finish the whole thing. Okay. Um, okay, cool. You, you guys can if you want. But. Oh, that's all right, uh, Adam. How about you? Uh, any other closing thoughts for the yeah, first? I just reflect uh, what was said. You know, I, I love that it's not nostalgic, but it's it's the core of uh, yeah. what Superman was and is. And uh, it, it it would be uh, it's my number one origin story, even though it doesn't yeah. feel like a a classical origin story. And I think that helps it more than it hurts it. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. I definitely have like fond memories of of picking this up and 
and and really feeling like it was something special. And I think it, there's a reason that people, when talking about the new 52, they bring this up as a high point. Mm-hmm. And it, 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 it feels like a, a thing that will will live beyond being associated with the new 52. It feels like a, a classic story on its own, in its own right, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, Echo. Um, Don't feel too pressured by us. Really, no, 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 not we're, at all. like praying at this church of action comics. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 not at all. Um, and, and I basically, yeah, I acknowledge everything that you guys are saying. Um, obviously coming from a different perspective as well. Uh, you know, a, you heard, I didn't even pick up the guy who was meant to be Metallo <laughs> at all. So, um, so those, a few things obviously lost on me because I have, I'm not as well read. Although, you know, we've been going on for a fair few years now, Connor. Yeah. Um, yeah, some of the things that like, um, like Dave said, like I agree with as well. I, I, I think the art, um, Rags Morales really did lift up those first few issues for me because, um, I did find him very straightforward. Um, yeah. you know, so I think I mentioned to you, Connor, I texted you as well. They were good. Nothing really special for me. Um, and, uh, I agreed, funnily enough. Yeah. <laughs> uh, cause like um, they are, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, but then, you know, the backup stories and, um, and five and six, um, six in particular, I guess, uh, was really starting to get into really fun stuff for me. Mm. Um, and again, like I, I have this preconception with how Grant Morrison would write. You know, I've read a, a bit of the invisibles and I've read, um, all star. Uh, so I know what he can do. And I guess those preconceived notions I was kind of expecting. Um, yeah. And I started to get that in issue six. So, uh, so yeah, by the time, you know, five and six started. It was like, oh, this is this is really cool. Um, but I do appreciate having our discussion. Um, all these like references and little bits mm. of information that have been put into issues one through to four. Uh, so it, it certainly seems like a a series that is worth like kind of rereading again. Mm. You know, just to, as you you guys were saying, you know, on your second read or third read, you hadn't noticed this and that. Um, mm. And that's that's a sign of a good. Yeah, that's the sign of a good good comic because yeah. you have comics that you enjoy in the moment, but they are inevitably quite shallow <laughs> um, yeah. because you just enjoy them. But you have other comics that you will return to, and you get stuff out of it uh, every time. So that's mm-hmm. yeah, it's got to be a good thing. Awesome. Yeah. Cool. Uh, so yeah, I kind of want to. Uh... So back to our conversation of recommending this to people who want to get into Superman, right? Mm. I feel like, what if you recommend it to someone who doesn't read that many comics at all? Maybe that's a better person to recommend it to because they don't have these preconceived notions of how comics should work or what an origin story should be. I'm absolutely like, I'll read Just a thought. I, I remember thinking like, oh, this is something I would give to my cousin. Yeah. Like, because maybe they'll feel like, oh, this is... Yeah, right. Like you said, this doesn't hit any preconceived notions. I think it'll be an appealing thing. That's like, oh, this isn't mm. what I thought Superman was. Yeah, if somebody yeah. thinks that they're, you know, which I don't agree with. That he's like a, a untouchable god that is the height of, you know, never mm. doing any wrong. What do you think, Ray? 
Um, it's it's difficult. I, I'm thinking the say the first few issues. I think would be for someone that has never read a comic. I think I think they'd enjoy it because it, it's solid yeah. story. It's solid, uh, solid writing, solid storytelling. Yeah. Um. I just I just I'm wary that non-comic book readers would start right. to get confused at the as um as Adam yeah. says the, the the higher spectrum of Morrison writing. Um, it's a double-edged sword because mm. your normal comic readers have these expectations, and then your uh, other comic readers don't have any experience with. Yeah, abnormal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, mm. uh, yeah. It's like it. It's like the all star conversation, but more difficult. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> we've it, talked about that a lot as well. Yeah, that, um, yeah, yeah. What do what do we do, uh, what do we land on that? Because I I think I that's I can't remember. I mean, because I'm thinking, <laughs> yeah. I mean, all star. Yeah, actually, you're right. <laughs> I don't know. I was about to say that's that another pickle. It is. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um. In fact, I was talking about that with Rebecca today. Yeah. About, uh, we, we are both kind of on the camp that it's not a thing to recommend mm-hmm. to a new Superman reader. But for some people, they, if they resonate it with it on an emotional level, then all these things mm-hmm. don't matter. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. It's just yeah. a big thing in All Star. Um, so yeah, it's interesting. We'll uh, develop our thoughts as we mm-hmm. go, I'm sure. But uh, thanks very much for joining us, Adam. Yeah, thank you, Adam. It's always fun. Uh, yeah. yeah, thank you, guys. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that, yeah, no, this is really fun. This is really awesome. This is like a... I can't believe we're doing this. I never really thought we'd do action comics. And now it's <laughs> awesome. So uh, we will be doing this again in two weeks, unless something comes up, mm-hmm. and we'll do something else. But, uh, yeah, uh, really awesome. Make sure you check out Adam on at Talking Superman on Twitter. He's always posting about Superman. Uh, naturally, sometimes I'm like, mm-hmm. this guy ever talk about anything but Superman? And then I look at the, <laughs> like, walking Superman. Oh, yeah, that's his thing. Yeah, that's, yeah, it, it's on the tin. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. Uh, anything else you want to promote, Adam? Nope. All good. Thank you, guys. Yeah. Thank uh, you. Go, go pick up uh, Philip Kennedy Johnson's Act of Comics, too. Mm-hmm. It's a good run. Oh, yeah, it is good. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, read this. Uh, I would imagine, uh, I didn't just claim at the start, but I can't see why you'll listen to this episode without having read the issues. Mm. Uh, if you haven't yet, read along with us, please. We love all the discussion. Cause this, like, everyone talks about All Star. Um, and I love talking about All Star. It was amazing. It's like a highlight of this podcast. But, um, you know, no one ever really talks about action comics. So getting out of a three way conversation, having people write in is just mm. really cool. Yeah. You know? Yeah, and if um, there is ever anyone out there that is listening that um, is a newbie, uh, let us know what mm-hmm. you think of this. Like, totally, uh, that would be a very unique perspective. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm thinking of people I can shove this on now, you know, <laughs> so just just as an experiment. Like, yeah. Uh, but yeah, well, until next time, uh, just don't get any. Like micro bullets in your brain. Not very good <laughs> That's, <to you>. it. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> you go talk to your car. <laughs> yeah. Check for micro bullets. Yeah. <laughs> and fight the power. <laughs> Alright, right. peace. Catch up. Bye. Superman and all other characters in these comics are properties of DC. Any images or music we use are properties of their respective copyright holders. We are doing this for fun and not making money off it, so please don't sue us. 
You can contact us at lskpodcast at gmail.com and find us on our Libsyn, lskpodcast.libsyn.com. Our Twitter, at lskpodcast. Our Facebook page, Last Sons of Krypton, a Superman podcast. And last but not least, thank you everyone for listening.